What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 578th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I don't know. If, I think my levels are good. Another hotel. New hotel cast. Uh, new I'm your hotel. Host, Steve. With me is Greg. Hello, I am back from Gen Con. I'm here with my mandated press pass for Pokemon Company uh, report. Uh, the prize table was small, and I'm assuming that might be because of Worlds, but there wasn't a lot there. And I did play Max Raid Battles again, and I was with a bunch of kids who were super, super excited to just be alive and to do things. And the best part about that is we'd go around the table and the guy would just look at me and goes, oh, you're you. I know what you did. You're fine. <laughs> he was so focused on dealing with the kids. He just looked at me and I'm like, I'm just doing my turn over here. I can't actually make a attack because I've got Hisui and Lilligan up. And the only energy I have attached is one, which means I just get to draw six cards. So ignore me for a long time, <laughs> my friend. I've got nothing to do. Uh, Hannah's here as well. I finally hit 100 in Pokemon Sleep. I didn't oh. think I was ever going to do that. Congrats. I was exhausted. Credits. Credits roll. We're we're done. We've made it. <laughs> I we genuinely thought on. I would never hit that. Uh, usually we do a Pokemon Sleep check-in, but there was uh, a lot of news. Uh, I'm still playing Pokemon Sleep. We'll do. This is the quickest check-in ever. I'm still playing. I still like it, Greg. Uh, I didn't play while I was at Gen Con because that was going to be impossible. And I just do it. I half pay attention to it. It's fine. Okay, Hannah, still playing. Still playing. Got the premium pass uh, trial. Canceled it immediately so that I don't accidentally roll into paying for it. <laughs> yeah, um, that but is I'm the enjoying way the trial. Go. All right. Well, check back in next week for <laughs> one and done, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here's today's show. Um, we're going to talk about the Pokemon Presents that happened on August 8th, and then Worlds happened, and there was some news there. Not as much news, obviously, so we're going to be talking about that. We're recording this on August 13th for you two, and August 14th for me, because I'm in the future. Uh, You're in the future! I Woo! I did a lot of things this past week. Uh, full disclosure, Pokemon Company paid for my hotel, the hotel that's here that I'm sitting in now. Um, they did not pay for my flight. I paid for that. Um, they gave me a bunch of gifts from the Pokemon Center. I don't even know how to separate what I bought versus what they bought. The whole point of this disclosure is just because I have to disclose this for FTC guidelines. I have to tell you that mm -hmm. they paid for my flight. They also invited me to a lot of things and gave me access to a lot of things that a normal person wouldn't. We don't have enough time to talk about that. I will tell you, though, this company has made me wake up at 6 a.m. every morning to get yeah. on a bus to, like, go to do things. They, they, oh, no. they really made me work for this hotel. <laughs> that being said, it was great. And we'll probably do, like, you another bonus podcast work. talking about I went to some Japanese tea. Uh, the, I got a very fancy bento box from like the oldest, most famous Japanese company and I didn't eat and I felt that was very disrespectful, but also a fish was looking at me when I opened that bento box and that destroyed my appetite, uh, cause he still had eyes and it was looking right at me. Um, I went to a couple Pokemon centers before they opened to like, see how they set it up. Uh, I went to creatures, the people who make the Pokemon trading card game and made detective Pikachu. I was there and we interviewed a lot of people there. That was cool. Uh, and then I did a million other things. We're going to talk about none of that today. 
Uh, instead, <laughs> we're not going to call talk about any of the cool things. Uh, we're going to cover this Pokemon Presents because there's a lot here. And I'm just going to go in order of what is on Pokemon.com. On August 8th, the chief offer, operating officer of the Pokemon Company hosted the Pokemon Presents. Uh, this included a bunch of games, but they're starting off with Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet. Fan favorite Pokemon are the star of the show. During the Get Mew and Mewtwo event, you can bring the mythical Pokemon Mew to your team right now by entering the password Get Your Mew in Mystery Gift. Meanwhile, Mewtwo will appear in the upcoming Terra Raid event, and you will be able to defeat this Mewtwo for the Mightiest Mark. There will also be a special Terra Raid battle. There will also be special Terra Raid battle events that will help you challenge this legendary Pokemon, which are happening. I think they ended of this podcast, but they were dropping like vitamins and um, I think there are three rounds of it. Yes. I don't know if they're going to be exactly the same, though. Fair. Because it didn't say <laughs> I got my Mew. I did not get mine yet. Did you get a good tarot type? Uh, I got I got a little goth Mew, little dark, little dark tarot type. All sad, sad in the corner with dark pulse. Listen to Fallout Boy wishing it had a chain wallet. Me too. <laughs> did, you get, did you get your 30th Gastrodon that they distributed during Worlds? I know. I'm oh, done. Is that over? I don't need any more Gastrodon. No, I, I don't. Get it. I don't want it. Go away. Don't worry. I think a senior won Worlds, and I think the only Pokemon that qualified on their team to be distributed is Gastrodon. Don't worry. Every time. This is a this is a sad meta. This is a sad. <laughs> He's just really good. <laughs> just a good ability. So yeah, they announced a uh, seven star Mewtwo. They giving everyone a Mew. That's cool. Hey. Um, Mew will be a random Terra type. You can obviously change Mew's Terra type. They said that. If you bring Mew against Mewtwo, it will get something special will happen. I think mm-hmm. we know what's happening just based off people being like, we figured it out, which I think is Mew gets like a 20% attack boost and like a 50% HP boost, something like that. Take that with a grain of salt. Obviously, numbers, things can change. I think the thing that I want to point out that maybe people are forgetting is... Pikachu was really different than the other seven star raids. It started with a full shield. Uh, it was holding a held item. Um, we know just based off, you know, Cerebi.net, I almost said dot com, um, that. <laughs> oh, that's a different one. Some raid bosses had more HP than other seven star raid bosses. People are maybe just underestimating this raid already of like, oh, just give Mew nasty plot and just use Dark Pulse and maybe set up a light screen and it should be fine. Like, maybe. Sure. I like raids with coordination are a lot easier than raids with randoms. We figured this out. But who's to say that Mewtwo doesn't start with a shield? Have two shields. Have five times the amount of health. Like, reset the stats. Have 20 moves. Um, there was also a thing in Sword and Shield where there were different Mewtwo's. Um, so again, just saying maybe it's possible for 
there to be two or three different Mewtwo's and this Mewtwo happens to have Thunderbolt, but this Mewtwo has Blizzard, but this Mewtwo has Flamethrower, that would give you a reason to, okay, my bug type Mew is very bad against the one that has Flamethrower, but good against the one that has Thunderbolt, right? Don't know. I'm just speculating. I just, maybe their first legendary seven star raid isn't going to be as simple as, I don't know, who knows? Maybe you're not going to be able to solo it as easily as some people yeah. are expecting. Like, I'm excited to jump into randoms of all Muse. Just Muse across the board. <laughs> mew, 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 mew. Don't worry. I'm sure the Annihilate players. <laughs> oh, it's going to be you three Muse and Annihilate. Or two Muse and Annihilate and an Iron Hands. Yeah, duh, I have no clue how it's going to work, but it's cool. That's maybe more will come after this maybe a shiny rayquaza because of the anime i don't know who knows uh more details revealed about the hidden area of zero treasure game <laughs> i put the words on somewhere <laughs> in zero treasures is this the first time we learned the names of the new legendaries no we knew their names did we? Uh, Okie doggy, monkey dory, pheasantipity. I don't remember them before. Why are they all? Why are them? For sure. Why are they all happiness related? Because <laughs> they're the heroes. It, they're the heroes. I know. I just sort of was sitting there. I'm like, so we have Okie, we have Okie Doki, Hunky Dory, and Serendipity. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Unfortunately, no doggy woggy. No, well, doggy woggy is not really used in popular culture. We got a release date. We have September 13th, which you could argue is still summer, I guess. So maybe they're a little early. <laughs> by, by what standard? By, by the Every school seasonal. has started. By the calendar? Yeah, by the... Yes, by the calendar. And it's also it's a month from when we're recording this. So it's soon. Yeah, it's one month. Uh, so they also showed some new Pokemon. They showed Diplin which is the evolution of Applin. And then they showed the Blueberry Academy or the Indigo Disc. And that will have the BB League, which I think BB just stands for Blueberry. Um, mm -hmm. And there will be an Elite Four there. I think we kind of all saw that coming, I think. They showed four people in a stadium. <laughs> um, I don't know why it doesn't say here, but um, in their own press release on their own website, but they showed the... Duraludon evolution. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Which yep. it's a thing. It makes Duraludon so much better for me. I never really liked Duraludon. I didn't think it stood up as a single stage Pokemon. Just visually. I like its evolution. Enough. Yeah. I, I don't know why it's not in this press release on their own website, but I can't remember its name. <laughs> uh, Arkaludon. Because it's an arch bridge, and the artwork is better than the in-game model. Ooh. Um, and then okay, they... I'm sorry. In-game, it looks like a staple remover. You're right. Okay, it <laughs> looks no like detected. a snappy thing. I'm also, into that too, though. I I am not. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't like it. I don't like it. But the bigger question is: is the is the evolution coming to unite? <laughs> Oh, because I was trying to think question. if this is the first one that's gotten an evolution that's already in Unite that gets an evolution 
that has had an evolution added after that game came out. Because, like, it is still weird that Pikachu doesn't evolve uh, fine. And now that sure, they've added, added, add, now that they've added Megas, should Lucaria Mega evolve the same way? Like, there are questions. But this is one that actually got an evolution that's in the game. It's like, a good question. Do do we get a do we get a stapler remover in Unite? Gosh, I hope not. I would argue. I hope so. I hope so, but I think not. I don't know. They gave like Scyther a sp- and split. Clefairy doesn't need to evolve, right? No, Clefairy does. Oh, I think okay, Clefairy okay. is a forest evolved. I think the only one that does a split evolve right now is Scyther. There's probably one that I'm forgetting because I well, don't. Urshifu play splits. Oh but... no, Urshifu split. Yeah, that's the other Scyther one that just straight up not evolve. Yeah, well, you can either go Scyther or not evolve and stay Scyther. And it's a split evolution. Got it. Well, what about Cleavor? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that's you got to pay the 500 gems extra to get the Cleavor. Pay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Get Cleavor. <laughs> Look, we, we're getting some top tier Unite talent coming, so we're fine. That's second half. Second. Can I do a side <laughs> note? Side yeah. note here. There's, there's a lot of people that they really need to go to the gym because... Their stretching is impressive. It's too much stretching. Just never, never too much stretching. Because a Pokemon is based on a bridge. I'm whispering. I'm in a hotel room right now. I'm going to get angry. Does Okay. The connection of like Unova confirmed because Duraludon, a Gen 8 Pokemon, evolves into a bridge is the most crazy mental gymnastics i've ever seen okay we, there's a bridge pokemon in every game? pokemon game oh there's multiple bridges list them lift all the bridges <laughs> right now <laughs> we cannot i'm too tired to spend an hour talking about bridges in pokemon game but you better believe i can the only bridge that is at all meaningful is Unova's bridge because you have to walk over it for a cutscene. Like, I mean, I guess. <laughs> there's definitely not lowering bridges in any other games ever. And there's definitely no. not cutscenes on no. any of the other bridges. There are not. If That is a Berenstain Bears <laughs> thing right there. There's just... When I think Unova, I've always thought bridges. <laughs> Uh, the most famous bridges in the world are only in New York. Nobody else has a famous bridge. N- not a Definitely single... not San Francisco <laughs> or anywhere in any other country. Only New York has a famous bridge. I just... <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> Breathe. It's the only okay. one. There's only the Brooklyn Bridge. That's it. There's That's one it. bridge built in the world that it was in Brooklyn. Just one bridge. Two other Pokemon they showed. Uh, Raikou. <laughs> he has a long neck. I don't know what else there is to say. But Dragon boy, type. No. I'm out. I'm I love out. it. I don't love it. I'm it's, out. It's, it's good. I don't love it. I but love it's it. good. D- Diplin <laughs> is a- adorable. I love Diplin. Stapler remover? Nah. Uh, long neck? Heck heck no looks Be better in the official art than it does in game we cannot say and this also, reason for every pokemon <laughs> when it's when it's in battle you can't see its head it's too tall 
I'm into this. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm I'm still on the fence about Iron Crown. That's the Cobalion thing. It's a pretty yeah. good name, honestly. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of a I uh, Yeah, it's like, okay. But no, Raging Bolt be gone. Get get. Blah. I still don't like how they're doing this with the legendary beasts because they have their origin story already that seems very unrelated, so I'm hoping they're not actually related. But I'm satisfied with how goofy this one looks, with how silly this one looks. So I'm assuming Teal Mask will give us Entei and mm-hmm. yeah, Terrakian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cool. Like something to look forward to, I guess. Do you think they're going to do a Caldeo? Oh, what would it be? Because there's like, not really a force surfing pony. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'll maybe Caldeo will be in both, both future and past, because that's oh, how powerful yeah, that, that, cool. little, that little to, one is. Also to all the YouTube comments, um, we forgot about Volcarona last week or the week before. Yeah. Sorry. To Iron Moth and Slither Wings. How could we? It was Greg wasn't here. Was that was that the Greg episode? We can blame Bobby. <laughs> oh, it's always Bobby's fault. Yeah, there, there we go. Dang okay. it, Bobby. I think this is the better. I think this was a decent trailer. I know, like, I feel like overall the, I don't know, the, like, reception or the feeling of the presents were, like, people weren't super impressed with it. And maybe that was so top-loaded with non-main series stuff. But, like, that's what every presents is now, is, like, Mm -hmm. we have to touch on Unite. We have to touch on Masters. We have to touch on Pokemon Go. So it's, like, kind of what I I expect, at least. But DLC-wise, I feel like I'm now a little more excited versus the other ones of like, I don't know how this is going to go. <laughs> I, I feel, I, I will say, I feel more connected to the, the story after these trailers than I felt in the other ones. Like I actually felt like, Oh, they're, they're doing something. And then it, it was also helpful that they said you'll return to Area Zero mm-hmm. after because I'm like, st- are you ever going to answer some of these questions? So it was very in helpful to DLC. say, yeah, in the second DLC, you will go back to here <laughs> we and we're going to do something. Because you have to finish the main story before you can do the second DLC. You don't have to finish right. the main story before you can do the first DLC. The first DLC is going to be kind of a side story that is related as far as we can tell. But I'm super excited for the second DLC. And there is a character who has Terra crystal earrings, but also yeah. who has the symbols on her clothing are the same symbols that are around the Scarlet and Violet logos on the boxes. And we don't know what they mean yet. And they match all of the other random symbols throughout the game. And I just want to learn more about what's going on. Yeah, don't get your hopes up, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's something, I swear. <laughs> Um, um, I liked how the Blueberry League's looks mm-hmm. like I, I I really enjoyed the designs. Um, I thought that they I think seeing characters. The only thing that makes me mad, I guess it's gonna make me mad, though. They have all these great outfits and I'm still stuck in this hideous school uniform <laughs> and I worry, hate it and I have I'm a bridge Pokemon now. <laughs> I have a stapler remover. Can I remove my clothing? No. 
and there's going to be photography. We get a selfie stick. <laughs> that sold me right there. Uh, selfie stick. Selfie stick. Problem. Okay, the, when they were like, uh, you get a wide angle stick. It's like, that's not the problem. The problem is the, <laughs> the, the angles are not the problem. The problem is the Pokemon runs in a circle around you and it stops inside your body and you can't see it. Like, I don't need a wider stick. I need to be able to be like, but sit down, <laughs> stop moving. Didn't they say with the new photography thing, you can force them to stop and sit? I, heard I thought that. I read that somewhere. I heard that. I didn't see that in the trailer, but I... I didn't see it in the trailer, but I read it somewhere, and I want to say it was something more official, because who the heck knows what I was doing? I could be... It could be wrong, but hopefully, <laughs> yes, that is a thing. We can that would only be helpful. Hope. Uh, another really cool thing that they showed um, were the... I think they were Moshi, or the... Mm -hmm. Mochi. The mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, so you can yeah, use yeah. that to reset stats and stuff. That seems really cool. That seems more permanent than Lady Clear. I think that was actually her official name was like Lady Clear, who was on the Isle of Armor, literally on a little island in the middle of nowhere. You like swim out to her. She'd charge you like 10 armor right or or something to reset all the stats, um, which kind of sucks because sometimes you don't need to reset all the stats. Like it was better than like slamming berries in your Pokemon's than nothing. mouth. But Sometimes you want to keep all HP, but only reset like speed and then move it into attack. And it's like, ah, like I have to redo HP again and that's expensive. So this was really exciting for me. And I think it was really exciting for competitive people because it does seem like mints slash berries, like a something that will possibly, hopefully, fingers crossed, continue into future Pokemon games versus. I don't know, some random NPC that will just wipe your stats with some random currency that just happens to exist in this game. But I don't know. Who knows? This company can't make a bag to save their life and they were 8 million items <laughs> scrolling. <laughs> why certain items are not in certain pouches is beyond me. But yeah, let's add another like six. I don't know how many Moshis there are. Six, seven, eight. I don't know. I would assume there's one for all stats and then one for individual stats. Uh, oh, and Ms. Briar is the person you're referring to that has the earrings and all the symbols on. Yeah. She's wearing a purple top and a scarlet bottom. Like, yeah. Absolute elegance. This is an <laughs> iconic person. What she's doing in this school, services are better used elsewhere. I think you meant a <laughs> but, violet top and a scarlet bottom. Yeah. <laughs> is it a black and blue dress or a gold and white? Dress. It's gold and white. Was 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 that the two color? I don't remember. It was, yeah, it, it was, was. Yes, <laughs> it was. <laughs> okay, that yeah, we won't get too far into that because that ended sadly. Uh, I told myself I would keep the show as short as possible because it's almost it's one a.m. for me. Uh, Crimerant's back. I'm very excited. Uh, we need to move on. Yeah, now. you get your wishes. I'm still left in the cold. We also know that Terrapagos is the little one, too. That's the other thing. Terrapagos has its two forms. It's the same Pokemon. It's not a different Pokemon. It's not a Deancey and Carbing situation. It's possibly, seemingly, a Terra form. Mm-hmm. That just looks possibly. different when it terrestrializes, which Ogrepan also apparently does. 
But the internet told me that Cycle Czar was going to evolve into Coridon and Maridon. <laughs> and technically, they do. No, they don't. They don't. It's, <laughs> technically, it's one's the There's future no form. So if you go 3,000 things in the future, in it changed. Way. And if you go way into the past, it I changed. Bridge, so. And you know what to sell you both right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm, does it look better than a staple remover? Because <laughs> that I'm in. <laughs> no deal. Take it or leave it. <laughs> nah, the nah. Uh, Detective Pikachu returns. The great adventures of Detective Pikachu continue in this upcoming title. Detective Pikachu and his partner, Tim join forces to solve the mystery of Tim's missing father. I've been told that the car crash does happen in the game. It also happens in the movie. The presentation introduces some of the people and Pokemon of our valiant heroes meet during their investigation. Uh, Is they Tim showed that older you could, like, in this one? He looked older in this one. Is Tim's older in this one? He looked, the model looked older to me yeah. in this Detective Pikachu. So time has passed. Yes. Also, I think the love interests has new hair. Yeah. Um, and Pikachu can ride a Growlithe. That's about all they showed. That's the dream. <laughs> That's the dream. There's a phalanx. That was cool, I guess. <laughs> I'm, ex- I'm excited for this game, but I, 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 I feel like I can read the room. I feel like I got a pretty good temperature that the average Pokemon fan doesn't seem to care about this. Like you could easily look at another spinoff game like new Pokemon snap. And universally, it seemed like everyone was pretty hot on that. Like everyone was pretty excited. Um, obviously you have Pokemon fans that are very TCG focused or maybe very video game focused or main series game focused um, or very go focused. And then you do have these spinoffs that kind of hit everyone where they're like Pokemon stadium, Pokemon snap, that kind of stuff. You know, the first Detective Pikachu didn't do numbers, you know, again, with like that. And I I, I think the only thing I could really say is like this game should have came out closer to the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it, I, I don't know what the technical issues were or, or, or what happened, but I mean, I'm glad it's coming out, but it just kind of feels real awkward. <laughs> Right now, <laughs> it, it it feels like it missed its moment. It, yes, showing up to the party way too late. But I mean, it's coming between the two DLCs, which I think is probably the best time they could have released it because they will probably get some hype from people to who are excited by the DLCs, who still want to do some Pokemon stuff are out of the first DLC and waiting for the second, and then this one slots in, and it doesn't take a lot from them. I think it will probably still do well because they were pretty smart about when they're releasing it. If they can get Niantic on... Well, I mean, I guess they just tell Niantic what to do, right? They're the Pokemon company. <laughs> yeah, they can just tell them to do it. <laughs> if, they, if they tell Niantic to do a... You here's a Pikachu with a detective cap in the game for this weekend. And I don't know, maybe if it's like Scarlet and Violet read your save data for Detective Pikachu, you get a Growlithe that you can ride. Like, you know, you get a Pokemon, right? Um, Or you get an outfit. Uh, That would be nice. I think those things do slightly move the needle on that kind of stuff for people. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. If you're able to remind 
Pokemon Go players who don't pay attention to most of the rest of Pokemon stuff that Detective Pikachu exists and say, oh, hey, there's this cool Detective Pikachu game that just came out. Just by having a Pikachu with a detective hat in game, I think that would be a plus. Yeah. There's a, did you guys know there's a brand new Pokemon anime coming called Pokemon Horizons what? the series? <laughs> it will follow the adventures what? of Liko, a girl with a mysterious pendant, and Roy, a boy with an equally mysterious Pokeball. Where's Ash? <laughs> well, I think Ash is Liko's dad. <laughs> oh, we're jumping into the future. Okay. I'm I'm in as long as nothing happens to Ash and Ash doesn't leave the series in any way, shape or form, then I think I'll be into this new series. <laughs> <laughs> you know, out of the entire presentation. They still didn't even announce a release date for the record. No. no. Yeah. They said coming soon. Yeah. I mean, is the new Netflix thing supposed to hit like September? Is that when the next thing hits? Did I read yes. that somewhere? like ash goodbye yeah ash goodbye is like september 8th or something yeah 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 yeah. i mean ash isn't leaving but sure i'm gonna i'm gonna be a 90 year old man before pokemon horizons comes to the u.s (laughs) she like why (laughs) like this is probably the worst part of the presents because like we knew about it you didn't really show anything new and you didn't give us a release date like, why even bother bringing and it up? And you even, you, you released a clip on YouTube showing that the translation is at least mostly done enough that you can show a clip from the first episode. Enough for the first 10 uh. minutes. <laughs> we got a different anime with a release date <laughs> announced for the record. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did you watch the new uh, card game anime? Did you watch the first episode on YouTube? I did not. I they the okay. So the Pokemon Company invited me to a lot of events this weekend. Uh, one was a screening of the TCG anime, and it was four episodes. I don't know. Oh. I don't know how long each episode is. I was just told it was four. I'm saying I was told it was four because I skipped that event. Uh, they invited me to a lot of different things. That was the one thing I skipped. Was that. Uh, because my logic was the same logic for London. Why would I sit in a room and watch an hour plus show when I'm in a different country and I can watch that show on a plane or on my couch when I'm not in a different country? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the first episode was 10 minutes, so Mm -hmm. I think the first four would have been 40 minutes. I think they're going to be about 10 minutes each. It was super cute. Like, it was really enjoyable. Really, the animation style's cute. Like, it, it's fun. Like, it's not groundbreaking, but it's fun. Okay, well, Pokemon Paldean Wins is not that anime. This is an original animated series set in the Paldea region. It will follow several Academy students as they come to their own, growing and learning as they attend school. Be sure to check out the full trailer. That will premiere on September 6th. Mm-hmm. What, what was the other one called? Path to the Peak? Path to the Peak. Paldean wins. Pokemon Horizons. None of these have Ash. Uh, no. There's no movies yeah. still. I guess we've yeah. given up on Pokemon movies. Yeah. Well, it, they should. <laughs> yeah, the, 
Can the we, movies can, can go away can for a while. The Zerud it's movie. Fine. It's been long enough. Here's a, here's a spoiler of the Zerud movie. The bad guy in the Zerud movie runs Coco's parents off the road and they die. It's an actual like bad guy thing. Like people yeah. die from another. Like yeah. that's that's how you end your movie series. Like we just committed a crime. <laughs> like he should <laughs> yeah. literally be in prison. It's not yeah. like oh, I'm just trying to steal some Pokemon, which is also bad. But he 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 drove a person off the road into a fiery mm-hmm. crash. They perished. Uh-huh. They're gone. <laughs> like a very dark movie. The and they mo- never the did another Pokemon choices. movie after that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, made, they definitely made... The Arceus one was kind of a pseudo movie. Oh, yeah. He, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was 90 minutes of something. Yeah. They're like, no one's going to watch this. Quick, put Cynthia in it. Maybe Cynthia sells tickets for sure. That's true. That's true. Uh, they talked about the World Championships, uh, which they introduced a new card. Um, so normally the World Championships would have, well, they've gone through some other cards. The card that's probably the most well-known is a card called Tropical Beach. They've had different variations of Tropical Beach. By that, I mean the art is different. Usually the card does the same thing. Um, this card is called Paradise Resort. And it says, not making this up, I promise, the retreat cost of the retreat cost of each Psyduck in play, both yours or your opponent's, is one energy less. It's so specific. It's super specific. <laughs> and unless there's like a Psyduck GX coming out anytime soon, I don't know. EX, sorry. I was going to ask why I was going to ask why Psyduck like is I'm like I don't play the card game is this a thing is this like a Psyduck strat that I'm just completely unaware of I I don't know I don't I don't understand this card Psyduck isn't even like Psyduck just because Psyduck yeah I mean, Psyduck isn't even on the card. <laughs> he is. He is. He's, not, he's the, the smallest okay. Pokemon in the card. Okay. He, he's, Where? He's right oh. under the rainbow. Yeah, I see it. Okay, I see it now. I I don't know. It's it's a card. That's for I, sure. I love that Mouseholds watching like, we, look, we don't want any part of this. Just <laughs> move on, everybody. Um, Path of the Peak. We just kind of talked about that. Uh, Andy Goose, Ghost of the Pokemon Company, introduced a new short animated series um, that will premiere in 2023. Uh, Pokemon Path to the Peak tells the story of Ava, who strives to enter the world of competitive Pokemon trading card game. She works with her friends, family, partner, Pokemon Oddish to rise to the top. The first episode will be released on YouTube on August 11th. I've only heard good things about it. So it has a very... Disney Pixar look to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's cool. I'm sure I'm I'm sure that style is in that style's always been in, <laughs> I guess. So <laughs> we're kind of moving away from the gravity fallsy big that sort of art style and transitioning into sort of the Pixar style again. 
Um, so it's kind of I watch it. It's kind of a kind of a weird CGI feel blend, but for the story that they're telling and how they're telling it, like it works really well. Like I felt like, oh, this is actually really nice to watch. It is enjoyable. The art style and the world that they've built are really great. Everybody feels everybody feels cohesive and uniquely different. So like I, you know, for a 10 minute stint, I'm like, this is super cute. Like it's a really basic story, but like it is quick and fun and cute. And they have plenty of room to sort of launch from where they started. So like, just give it a shot. It's 10 minutes. It's cute. I'll wait till they're all on YouTube and then I'll promptly forget that they're all on YouTube. You will. Cause you, did you ever have watch you watched the Hoon's now? No. Yeah. Have you ever <laughs> for crying out loud? It won an award. It's really good. I, yeah. It's on my to-do <laughs> to- to- list. Uh, Pokemon trading card game and Pokemon Stadium 2 are now on Nintendo Switch Online. Yep. Pokemon Stadium 2 does, just like Pokemon Stadium 1, does not have a Game Boy player, so there's a giant Game Boy in that stadium where you could play your Game Boy game, and that doesn't work. So, a lot of fun mm, mini games, though. True. Uh, if you have never played the Pokemon trading card game, it's pretty, I wouldn't say easy, uh, but it is, maybe this is nostalgia in me. I think it still holds up, honestly. And yeah, it it's has it's, it's good. Banging music, probably some mm-hmm. of the best music in any Pokemon game. So I don't know. I think it's kind of I think it's fun. I think it was very ahead of its time when it came out. Yeah, somebody asked on socials if you can play multiplayer on it like you could in the original game. And I have no clue. You should be able to. I, I think I you should can. be able to. I can't find anything that confirms that. Yes, you can play multiplayer on the tcg like you could back in the day i haven't found anybody that says yes it should work i i don't know i haven't played it to test it out i was thinking more about this this weekend mostly because every time there's a pokemon presents people complain slash ask slash wonder when if ever red, blue, yellow, gold, silver, ruby, sapphire, whatever. Name your Pokemon game. When are they going to come to mm-hmm. Virtual Console? Those words don't exist anymore because the po- the because Nintendo hasn't used Virtual Console in seven years or whatever. But anyways, when are these old Pokemon games going to come to the future? And the more I thought about it, I don't think ever. I don't think they're ever coming. A couple of reasons. Number one is. On the 3DS, when you bought them, you were giving Game Freak the majority of the money, right? You were paying $9 mm-hmm. for them. When you subscribed to Nintendo Switch Online, you were giving Nintendo the majority of the money and like probably like Spotify, like iTunes, you're getting pennies back because they got to split it between all the games on the services, right? And for Nintendo... That's not a loss, right? Because right. most of that stuff is their games. The other thing, we know this as a fact, the Pokemon company slash Game Freak doesn't like any cloud saves. 
It's one of the few games that do not work with Nintendo Switch Online. And how the Nintendo Switch... How is it, what is it called? The Nintendo Switch Online? Um, yeah. How that works is every single game has that rewind feature. You can rewind time. There's no game that has that disabled. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. So when you put the weight of Game Freak doesn't like rewind. They, they, they don't want you to do that. They're very protective of you duplicating Pokemon or adding Pokemon to a cloud and then going backwards and then getting them back again. And for whatever reason, that's a whole other argument, whether you care or think that's worth it. Right. We just know that Game Freak doesn't like that. And Game Freak slash Pokemon knows that their IP is incredibly valuable. So why would they put that on a service just to get barely any revenue when they can do what they have been doing, release something as bad as BDSP and become one of the best-selling remakes of all time and just cash in? Why would they put Red, Blue, Yellow up there when they can make a game like Let's Go? When they can do their own thing, avoid the rewind feature, avoid Nintendo taking most of the profits. And the more I think about it, I just, I don't think they're ever coming. The 3DS was so different because you were buying them directly and giving yeah. Game Freak that money. The most of the money. The only pin I could put in that is I could see them doing a big push for the 30th anniversary. Yes. To like re-explore our roots is about the only way I could see them being convinced to put them back out in a form in that form. Like that's the only scenario that I can think they would want to have a year of things coming out. So we're going to do all these games coming to Nintendo online, probably towards the end of life of the switch at that point. Cause 30 years is like what two or three years away. So that's the only time. Like I don't, I don't think they have much desire to put them back out. Like they, in their time frame, they just did it. So I, 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 and I think, you know, same thing with Detective Pikachu. It's coming out at this weird time. Like they missed the mark. I feel like if you're going to put out red, blue, yellow, you put them out around stadium. Mm -hmm. And you, I mean, they added Pokemon Bank to the original ones, right? If they put them out, they would have to add Pokemon Home. So it's like, you have the Game Boy Player in state. I don't know. It just it just feels yeah. like th that ship has sailed at this point. <laughs> yeah. Not good news for game preservation, but yeah. Oh, I, I'm sure they'll come back around. <laughs> <laughs> game Freak, like their fans, love nostalgia. They know. <laughs> Uh, Pokemon Go, there was a Pokemon, uh, they just said, you know, Pokemon Go Fest is coming to New York. There will be the two-day digital global fest on August 26th and August 27th. Um, and I, Niantic forgot that Galar Pokemon existed because we're skipping those and we're going right to Pelda. <laughs> I want Corviknight. I'm so sad that we're not getting Rookity before we get into the Paldea Pokemon. <laughs> I... Want my Boltund. Ding dang it. <laughs> I know 
a lot of those choices come from like the Pokemon company of like, here's the Pokemon the Pokemon company wants to feature. Like, hey, Niantic, you didn't make Pokemon Sleep, but um, you're going to promote Snorlax because we're promoting Pokemon Sleep, right? Like, I get it. I don't know why they just they had an opportunity to line up Paldea with Scarlet and Violet. And to be frank, maybe they didn't need it. Obviously, Scarlet and Violet sold very well. But it just, I, this like weird, like, oh, eight months later, we're getting Pokemon. Like, wouldn't you want, this is the business, maybe this, maybe this is why I'm not a businessman, but wouldn't you want like the new Pokemon, not all of them, but some of them to appear in Go. So people who only play Go, go or say, wow, look at this um, Flamingo. That's new. Oh, it's in this new game that just came out. Like. That's my logic. <laughs> they may cares? be working towards just the timeline I'm seeing. They may be working towards doing that for the 10th generation. That once they do this, once they've gotten Paldea and Galar all figured out, then it sounds like they're going to be on top of it for the next gen. It depends on how many employees are left on Niantic, though. Yeah, that's true. That's... <laughs> I'm being generous. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, uh, sure, whatever. They're just starters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the starters are coming, and they skipped a generation. Why reasons? Shush, go away. Yeah, don't I don't think like, too much about it. The shoe trailer was pretty hype, though. Like, that was a cool way to reveal star. Like, the shoes were cool. I don't know. I thought it was a if cool. If you play. like shoes, it was hype. I guess it was confusing. Otherwise, I literally thought. Is this a partnership I haven't right? heard of? I thought that maybe I'm more customization was shoes? coming. <laughs> I mean, because one of the other things you can customize are shoes. Uh, and then they're like, guess what? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> that's it? I mean, I want shoes. <laughs> I actually want some of those shoes. Um, Pokemon Sleep is getting their first event, uh, which is going to occur the on the night of a full moon. On good sleep days, isn't it like National Sleep Day like coming up too, I think? Um, drowsy power will be powered up. You can encounter more rare Pokemon. Uh, uh, it, National Sleep Day already happened, but this would be at the end yeah. of August if they're actually timing it for the next full moon. Oh, okay, okay, okay. The yeah, World didn't announce Sleep a Day is date. in March? Yeah. Oh, I... Sleep day, sleep week, up. that already happened. I tweeted at the Pokemon <laughs> yeah. Sleep Twitter account back when Twitter was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> but Twitter. the next full moon, yeah, me too, is going to be at the end of end of August. They just didn't announce a specific date for this for some reason. Yeah. Um, they announced some Unite stuff. We'll circle back to Unite in the second half of the show. Um, Pokemon Masters EX, Nimona, and Almont are coming to Masters EX. They were like, it's dropping today. <laughs> so And it did. I got Nimona on my second pull. I oh, was very awesome. happy. Um, you get 3,000 gems if you just log in to the celebration. August 16th, Victor and Spectrier will be coming to the game. Uh, and if you'd like to get scammed, Pokemon Cafe Remix is still around. And they added... Still remixing. They, they added... Uh, Summer Fun Jigglypuff and Five Star Chef 
Tropical Vaporeon. Not to be confused with Five Star Chef Vaporeon. This is the tropical version. Um, plus, Sprigatito, Fuecoco, Quaxley have returned. Uh, and I think they added Mewtwo recently, which we Mewtwo's in Unite. Mewtwo's in Detective Pikachu. Mewtwo's in Cafe Remix. Mewtwo's coming to Scarlet and Violet. Like, why was the Pokemon Presents purple neon and flashed a weird M? That was never answered. We can just assume it was Mewtwo. <laughs> Which is, I think, what we said last week. Yeah. Yeah. There was the Mewtwo event that did get announced, so they just never tied it together. Yeah. There's no neon <laughs> in that announcement. There's no neon no at all in that, together. that presents. So, sure. I guess. It was okay. It's fine presents. I think um, I had to check if I won the Unite prediction. I have to get into Unite. Before we go to break, I think there's a, a longer conversation that we're definitely not going to have here of whether these presents are too many with a lot of fluff versus not having one. Like, I was pretty satisfied, but I feel like I'm easy to satisfy versus people being like, there was nothing in that. Um, but then it's like people complain that there hasn't been news. I I will always fall on the side of more communication than mm-hmm. not. And even if you think, oh, there was nothing in there, it was fluff, they didn't do anything. It is still better to know that they are working on things and presenting the ideas and underlying them than to just be radio silent for months on end. And like, it's good for the people who are playing those games. Yeah, I'm sure three Cafe Mix fans are very happy. Oh, yeah. But I think also people sort of ignore that in a vacuum, all y'all will fill that vacuum with nonsense. So I would rather (laughs) not give you tons of space to fill that vacuum with nonsense. Thank you very much. What about the bridge? (laughs) What about the staple Pokemon? When are we getting a staple Pokemon that can be removed? I thought it was okay. I thought it was an okay presents. But it, you know, mm-hmm. th- th- some things are great, some things are bad. Whatever. Like you know. they've got a lot going on right now. It wasn't the most exciting, but it they've got a lot going on. Smaller yeah. things. Yeah. It, it was was a fun thing to watch for the brief amount that it was on, and then I moved on with my life. <laughs> Pretty much. Speaking of small things, there was a small thing called Pokemon Worlds in Yokohama. <laughs> We're gonna talk about that. Oh, uh, does, did that happen? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Crazy. Did any uh, of us go? Because I couldn't afford to. Hannah, did you mm-mm. go to? Mm. I just decided to record in a hotel room <laughs> in the dark. <laughs> At 1 a.m. <laughs> for fun. <laughs> Me too. Well, I mean, 1 a.m. is not that unusual for a thing that Steve decides. That's the only True. normal part about this podcast. <laughs> That's the only normal part about any of this right now. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Raven's Burger. Indulge in the timeless pleasure of assembling Raven's Burger's extraordinary jigsaw puzzles. See, you thought it was food. Puzzles. Raven's Burger's premium quality puzzles are crafted with a crazy attention of detail, bringing you an unparalleled puzzle-solving experience. 
with a rich heritage dating back to 1883 Ravensburgers. Ravensburger puzzles have become an integral part of families' lives across generations. Share the joy of puzzling with family and friends, knowing that you've cherished puzzles that will stand the test of time. Enjoy a mindful moment and immerse yourself in the world of captivating colors, stunning imagery, and amazing designs that will delight people of all ages. Regardless of your preference or skill level, you'll find a jigsaw puzzle that suits you perfectly. Thanks to the wide range of imagery, themes, piece counts available, start small and work your way up to over 40,000 pieces. Are you up for the challenge? Shop Ravensburger on Amazon today. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out growing your brand, Squarespace will make it easy to create beautiful websites, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time. All in one place, all on your terms. That's Squarespace. Squarespace has flexible website templates that are easy to set up, beautiful, quick to customize, and to fit your business needs. Squarespace has powerful blogging tools to share your stories, photos, videos, updates. You can categorize, share, schedule your posts. Maybe you're looking for a website idea and you're headed over to Japan and people have told you that there's no trash cans in the area. Well, you can make a website blogging that is actually very easy to find a trash can next to almost any vending machine or in any 7-Eleven or at any train station. And it's very easy to throw away your garbage. You could make that website with Squarespace. You could also set up an online store and sell t-shirts saying that it's actually pretty easy to find trash cans in Japan uh, and sell those shirts on your Squarespace website. So if you're looking to launch your brand, make a website, sell services, products, your time, you can head over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash p-k-m-n-c-a-s-t to save 10% on your first purchase of website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash p-k-m-n-c-a-s-t to save 10% off your first purchase of website or domain. And we are back from break. Pokemon World Championships have finished in Yokohama. Mm-hmm. I am still in Yokohama. I'm leaving tomorrow. I'm going to Tokyo. Uh, and I'll be there. So I guess, side note, I'll be streaming in Tokyo on Twitch this upcoming week. So if you want to see Japan and Pokemon Go and whatever else then we're doing, <laughs> I guess, come to the Twitch streams. Uh, I think you guys watched a little bit of it. I was I was here. Um, so, you know, I was at London. I've been to Nashville, I've been to DC, I've been to San Diego, I've been to quite a few worlds, so I could safely say that this has was the biggest worlds they've done. There was so much to do that I don't think you could do everything. Like they they succeeded. Mm-hmm. This was the year where they were like, you can even even if you didn't get into the 20 lotteries, they had a lot of lotteries. <laughs> there is still plenty to do. Yeah, even if you didn't get into the lotteries, there was still so much to do um, that they put on. I guess there's like that stigma or that stereotype, maybe stereotype's a better word, that like 
Japan just loves Pokemon more than everyone else, and it's just built into the culture. That is 100% true. Kids, parents, 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds, businessmen, um, cult leaders. No, there's no cult that abducted <laughs> me this time. That was the last Japan. Not yet. Um, not yet. We have 10 there's more days time. to find one. Everywhere that I just described wanted to do everything. They were, were okay with waiting in long lines to get pictures with the, the wall art or lines for Pokemon Center or lines for pictures with statues or just taking pictures of po- like it's just something that you don't see at like a Nashville or a London like you see Pokemon fans right you see people who love Pokemon you see competitors you see people that travel for Pokemon but you don't see like this level of love for the brand it's almost probably like People who live Disney. That's probably the closest America mm-hmm. has, I think, is Disney fans. But Disney's not everywhere. It's Florida and California. Well, it is everywhere, but like <laughs> if they weren't so litigious, it would be in a lot more places. <laughs> but yeah, imagine turning a city into Disney World, but Everyone in the city slash country loves the thing you just turned it into. <laughs> it was cool. It was really cool. Um, I don't even know where to start. I think I think if you guys have questions, I can I can answer and 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 we can go through before we tackle the end announcement. Which just the end announcements aren't that in depth. <laughs> They're pretty short announcements. Did you get Did you get to see any of the raffle stuff? Like, did you get to go on the ship or any of that, or was that there was the ship was a raffle. I got to go on the ship today. Um, the there was a festival um, with like festival mini games. It was a very Japanese summer festival. Um, it was just Pokemon themed. Obviously, I got to go into that. That was a lottery. Um, both the, 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 the festivals on YouTube. If you want to see that um, the ship stuff will come to YouTube. I think the ship was really, really I think both were really cool. The, I went to a 3D dance show that was also a lottery thing um, where dancing Pikachu. I saw Lucario do a backflip and then wa- watched hey. him Naruto run off the stage. Uh, I watched a, a Cinderace kick a digital fireball and then fire actually flared out of the stage. That was cool. Uh, there was a Pikachu, Greninja, Lucario, Cinderace. Pokemon with legs, you know, the some could argue they were humanoid. <laughs> the leg Pokemon. Uh, that was like a 25-minute show of just Pokemon dancing with fire blazing in the background. It was really cool. That was a ticketed event. All the, for the record, all these ticket events were free. You just had to win the ticket. There's probably a couple other things I did. I have to look at my notes, but yes. Um, again, I even without the ticket of events, there was still more than enough to do. The Pokemon Center line was absolutely insane, and people were very okay with waiting in it. Also, it was the same thing as Pokemon Centers in the U.S. in the sense of when you win a lottery ticket for Pokemon Center, or you're just waiting in line. In the U.S. for nationals, it was like a QR code and then you got your time slot. Um, You can bring up to four people. 
So what would、mm. happen is people would see you walking in the direction of the Pokemon Center, and if they saw there was like two of you, they would go up and ask if you had a ticket and if you were full with four, and if they could be your two extra friends. People were very bold. Japanese people, English people, they were like. Hey, are you going to Pokemon Center? Do you have spots for me? Like you can bring, like no, I know you can bring up to four. I know you guys aren't going to ask this. I'll get this out of the way right away.、Uh, there was a fist fight in the Pokemon Center. People were actually punching each other for a bear walker skateboard, and the police were called and they were escorted out. My first I heard, question I was: I heard about this. Were they American? Because that's what I thought. They were Japanese,、uh, but. There was only five hundred、wow. bear walker skateboards. They were a lot. I think they were two hundred fifty USD or whatever.、Um, the American dollar is really strong here. So、um, the police were called twice for this event. <laughs> the first, I shouldn't be laughing. The first was a fist fight over a skateboard,、uh, which resulted in both men getting arrested. The second. Time the police were called, which I don't know if it was before or after the fist fight, was、uh, somebody's binder of thousands of dollars of Pokemon cards that they were selling、mm. got stolen.、Mm-hmm. Which stealing is really not a thing in Japan.、Um, like it's pretty frowned upon. Like I, when I was at GoFest, I left my backpack for like twenty minutes, and it was fine when I came back to it.、Um, I mean, I mean stealing fair, happens. Stealing is frowned upon here too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not it, like it's America's、something. like if it's left, just take it. I mean, <laughs> it depends how good it is, right? <laughs> Anna, what were you gonna say? <laughs> it's just it's something you hear about when you are going to Japan for travel of any sort. When I lived there for three months, that was something I heard when I was researching how to be there for three months because I was like eighteen years old and I was gonna be there by myself. So yeah, I learned about how you just theft doesn't happen as much.、Mm-hmm. Um, I have no clue. I don't think they ever found the person who stole. So this is a thing that happens at a lot of worlds or even NAIC or OCIC where people will come with binders. And they set up shop. They will just find a coffee table or something, and there'll be a whole row of them. And there's they're selling cards, right? They're they're in the trading booth. Maybe they're trading, right? I'm sure trades are happening, but the ma- majority of it is we're selling you cards. Like you're flipping through the binder, and they got thirty Charizards, and they're selling them for a thousand dollars each, right? Um, so that was very prevalent day one and day two, and then day three, I woke up, I walked outside, and there was signs literally every four feet of no selling or trading Pokemon cards in the. I don't、Sounds、even know. Sounds like my elementary、it. school playground. Yeah. <laughs>、um, I don't know where the sellers went. I'm sure they moved somewhere. They moved. Okay,、yeah. they moved. But、uh, they were left alone the first two days. I don't know. If the Pokemon Company likes that, I don't know if they like a bunch of people selling old playmats for hundreds of dollars or deck boxes or three. Th- I there was a Leafeon card.、Uh, they also had all the other EVs, but they were somebody. Somebody in the comments. I d- I don't know the name of this card. I couldn't look it up. I don't even know what to Google search. But it's it's their cards 
that were only in Japan and they have like a white background and the Pokemon is just like a doodle. It's like a very, um, not like a kid's doodle, but like a very sharp artistic doodle. So there was like Leafeon, Jolte, like all the Eevees, right? And this guy had like nine of each. He had like full pages of them. And somebody was asking about the Umbreon and like obviously they had to get a translator and then he, he came back and he was like five thousand dollars USD. And I was like that. Then the guy was like, this is way too much. Like I paid two thousand eight hundred dollars for it. And he was like, well, did you was it graded? Was it not graded? And he was like, it was graded like you're charging way too much. And he was like, this is what I'm offering. And I was like, well, you know, Umbreon's always like super expensive. And I was like, I I want to see. So like I, I flipped through and I was like, no one likes Leafeon. I was like, how much is the how how much is the Leafeon? And he was like, three thousand dollars. And I was like, this this I, I don't know if this is like the right price because I don't know the name of this card. Like I don't know what to look at. Is it is it these? Hold on. Let me where the heck is the chat in this program? Yes. Yes, those are it. Yep. Okay. Uh they are uh you Nagaba EV evolution cards. I don't know what you Google search to find that. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know what I Google search to find it? I put in uh, Doodle Pokemon cards, white background, and then just looked for something <laughs> that matched what you were saying, and I found the card. <laughs> That's why I said to you to confirm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so on on eBay, the first one I see is twenty one dollars for this Leafeon. They were only released in Japan. I maybe this is a fake card. This is a PSA graded 10 one. Um and it's gem mint PSA 10 $43. And he said I wow. again maybe he doesn't know how to convert yen to USD. Yeah. But, but the other um, guy with the Umbreon was like, "No, I paid like $2000 for yeah, mine." Again, maybe what is <laughs> Maybe Umbreon is maybe. Anyways, it was I, I, there was part of me that was like, are they throwing out huge prices? No, the Umbreon is like $100. This one is like $239 mint 10. Maybe they were a whole lot more before the card crash? Yes. Or maybe like. Yeah, I mean, Japanese. I'm looking on eBay and like these, nothing's over 100 Yeah. Like that's why I was shocked like, that these two do the whole. So, I, I was uh, maybe like they weren't aware. Maybe they were like, oh, Americans don't know that Jap like it's very accessible to get Japanese cards in America. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you know this, but there's a thing eBay called the internet. <laughs> but also, if you're like trying to sell cards, why are you like highballing people? Don't you want to move product? Like, are you just highballing people because? They, you you you're betting they don't know the prices of things like that one dude yeah. he, he seemed to know the price right away um also there was a pikachu with a kfc logo on it which was like i think thailand or india somewhere around you know that general area that is not the u.s but it, I, I, I don't know like it's so weird for, like i should have looked for these at gen con because a bunch of them a bunch of places had like Japanese exclusive Pokemon cards. And I didn't think to look for these. Um, I don't want to sound mostly... like gatekeepy or like 
dismissive of people selling Pokemon cards. That's like a perfectly okay hobby slash business. But I feel like there's just something scummy about, and I hate using that word, but like, even if I wanted to buy something, I felt weird. Like, like all these people, they're just sitting there all weekend. They don't care about the tournament. They're just sitting there with binders and they have a bunch of boxes behind them. And they're just waiting for you to like thumb through their stuff to be like, here's a price. And this is not exclusive to Yokohama. And for the record, the KFC Pikachu was an Indonesia exclusive. Indonesia, Indonesia. Thank goodness. I mean, I think the issue is from our standpoint, Whenever you see somebody on the street selling something, chances are good it's counterfeit or fake. That like, was another that thing a, I thought that, about is like, are these KFC Pikachu's a, real? Because I want an authentic, you yeah, know, kernel. I mean, that is a pretty standard thing in America. And, you know, we always hear like all the Chinese knockoffs. Like you always want to ask, is this a wish version of this Pokemon card or is this real? And you don't know, right? Like when it's a person that's not tied to something that you can do research on, I would always say it is best to be skeptical of what they are selling because you just don't, you don't know who they are. You don't know where they got it from. You don't know when they say I had it graded. You have no way. Like there's nothing behind that to give that any sort of verification to sort of eliminate all of your fears around it. Well, I trust I would trust the graded because they would have to send it in. It has like a Unless, number to follow. I would trust I mean, that yeah, more than. Provided they didn't make up the numbers, right? Like th- we all know what those look like. Like <laughs> I would hope. I actually, I don't know. I would hope PSA has a good way of making sure people aren't counterfeiting PSA. I think they. I do. mean, I'm sure they do, but you're not going to know that sitting on the side of the street looking at it. If it looks like a PSA thing, like how am I gonna? What am I gonna do? Right then and there with the person pressuring me. Like at uh, NAIC, they had like Yeti Gaming and a bunch of other like stores. And that didn't feel weird because they're, they're businesses. Like there is like, yeah, they're, they don't want to take in cards that are fake. They want to make sure that they're, but versus like, you know, just a Japanese dude or a British dude or a German dude sitting on the side with two binders all of charizards being like mm, how did you get so many charizards and why are you charging three thousand <laughs> each like that's a lot of money like i'm not could like it makes sense something was stolen right there's just so much money sitting mm-hmm. in a single area and there's so many people walking through at a time like it's 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 hard enough to like weave in and out of traffic and you just have people sitting at little coffee tables or or on the floor because there's not enough space. So it's not surprising Look, the, something got stolen. The Gen Con theft has y'all beat two people walking <laughs> off with an entire pallet of cards. Not a physical yep. nothing. <laughs> I was saying not okay, let's change topics. I was saying for weeks that I thought Yokohama would be a disaster. Um and there was a lot that went wrong. I think Hannah has a list of some things. <laughs> just a couple, just a few. Uh, drama seeker Hannah here, uh, wow. always on top of all the latest goss and drama. No, I've been stressed <laughs> and busy. I've just been keeping up with the slack. Um, uh-huh. There are a couple of things, particularly with VGC, that happened 
this past weekend um, that are just kind of standouts. So the the less uh, controversial one is the land disconnects that happened to some of the players in the top 16, which is they disconnected and they had to play sudden death matches for their matches. And this happened multiple times in the top 16, which, yes, is unfortunate and sucks. And I don't know if this has happened to this extent before, but I also am not super tuned into top 16 all the time. Um, You know, I think it was a bold choice for the Pokemon company to roll out spectator mode. Finally. (laughs) At a world uh-huh. tournament uh-huh. Uh, with a new stadium, which for the record, the new stadium with the lanterns and the actual crowd, not just like grandma cheering behind you and like the fireworks in the sky. The new stadium looked great when they rolled out spectator mode, which was the evening of day two. It broke mm-hmm. during an official world championship tournament. It didn't mm-hmm. work. Like the first match they used spectator mode, we the viewer on Twitch, I was in my hotel room because I was too tired. <laughs> I was not in the stadium. We were not seeing spectator mode. We were seeing one side of the battle. And on top of that, we were seeing the wrong side of the battle. So the commentators were commentating the wrong side of the battle because they were also seeing the same thing we were seeing. So it only made sense like 10 minutes into the battle when the commentators were like, oh, he woke up, but they were talking about the other team where it was like, oh. And they the, the two people fighting for the rollout of the spectator mode happened to have the six same Pokemon, which <laughs> before anyone help. says like, oh, the same Pokemon, the teams were very different this entire tournament. It's just this mm-hmm. matchup happened to have six similar Pokemon. Um, that was a choice. That was a choice. It, it, it was sure a choice. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know the official rule. I should ask my friend Joe because he made top 32. So um which is incredible to make top 32 at Worlds. Absolutely an incredible accomplishment. And this has happened at NAIC and other events where like two people will queue up and then you'll see both Pokemon come out and then all of a sudden it says like system has disconnected and then it's like 20 minutes to like repair them. Like, do they play the same leads? And if they do play the same leads, what is stopping them from changing the two Pokemon in the back that you didn't see? Like, if I see you led Tornadus Urshifu, and I had two Pokemon in the back, and I'm like, oh, they're bringing Urshifu, I'm going to switch. Like, do the judges know? Is it, like, the same? I'd, I'd like, seeing what they lead is is part of the game, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's... It, yeah. <laughs> leading is a very important part of the match composition. Well, this shouldn't be happening, though. Mm-mm. No. No. I mean, I. <laughs> it's one of those things is like, I don't know what the solution is, and especially in the moment, but you should not. You should not have multiple land disconnects, right? Like that is. That is just a thing, especially in a. 
in a in a <laughs> in an arena and a game system that requires those connections to be solid to play your game and stuff happens i get it but it i sort of read people's things online and, and like it's always hard because you're getting their side of things and they're upset about it and they're upset in the moment and if i was in a judge and had a set of rules i don't know what to do i you know what 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 is the right decision given the situation like i don't know what that looks like and like the problem that we're getting from a lot of these reports is people are admitting that it happened but you're seeing the people who lost who are upset who are saying like i was i was gonna win the whole thing were you we don't <laughs> yeah yeah and that said we can probably move into the next uh more controversial thing that has happened which is that i think more players have been disqualified this year than any other years in the top 16 or yeah in the top 16 that a number of players especially in the top 16 once it got up there and i think before that too were disqualified because of gen pokemon and that is an entire conversation on its own yeah, yeah i mean um, i saw a a bit of the drama around people being mad that in order to have like yep. some of the best things you had to ha have purchased all of these games and the cost going into it. I'm like, okay, yeah, but also like, have you seen how much it costs to do any professional sport? Like I had to have the best trainer and the best coach and I had to have the best ever, and I had you ever buy like, a tennis racket. <laughs> yeah. Like, have you paid for skis? Like I get, I get that this is electronic data, but in a situation where you are trying to make your eSport legitimate, you do have to do some things to make sure people are playing legitimately. And like, I'm reading one tweets like, I thought I was trading with a reputable trader. That was the old uh, Ray Rizzo thing back when he had yeah. a Gothitelle in a dream ball where Gothitelle couldn't be in a dream ball and they did not disqualify him at the time. Right. He did lose, so he didn't continue, but that was still a huge debate at the time of like, well, he said he traded somebody. This is obviously a hacked illegal Pokemon. Um, he lost, but what if he won? Like, how does that look going forward? And are you giving him special treatment because he's a two-time world champion, I think, at the time, maybe three, mm -hmm. um, versus if this was somebody else, would the judge just pull the trigger and just be like, okay, we're DKing you? I mean, last world championships, the Pokemon Go world champion, when he showed off his profile, did have a number of steps that was actually impossible to have taken as a human being since the game had come out. So. There are players winning who have who have used things, yeah. used tools. It is it is up to the head judge. That's number one. Yeah. And I'm not sure who the head judge here was. I would assume there was a couple of head judges and one of them was probably Japanese based because obviously Japan has a lot of tournaments to Japanese nationals and stuff. Right. I don't know all the head judges. There's also this black box that has existed since black and white. And you, whatever this black box does, it reads your game and it, it checks for Pokemon. 
no one knows what the parameters of the black box is. You know, you could speculate that the back black box is only checking for, you know, to make sure that Pikachu can't learn flamethrower, right? Pikachu has flamethrower. All of a sudden it says it's illegal. And then that doesn't pass the hat check. We don't actually know what the box does. If we did know what the box did, you would just build around it. So they're never going to tell you what the box does. Right. It's easy to speculate that the box has been changed recently to read that more accurately for hack checks. It is true based on people looking into people with champions teams because champions will post their teams and it's, you know, people can look into it and they could be like, well, this Chen Pao has six perfect IVs. Statistically, that's possible, but also statistically, that's impossible because you're rolling like 32 times 32 times 32 because mm-hmm. Chen Pao is supposed to be base three perfect IVs. So the chance of you getting that is astro like you you would probably find like 400 chinese before you got like like a yeah yeah. so like you could without the black box you could manually look at somebody's game and be like you have a ting lu and a chen pao and they both have all perfect ivs like this is just not a realistic situation at all Mm -hmm. um i don't know what those hack checks were but yes there were a lot of people that got banned for that but also remember that they banned Four of the top ever best playing people in Korea. They are never getting unbanned. <sighs> Those players could have easily built a look. They were all running metronome. I don't know why they felt the need to hack it unless that was also a statement to the Pokemon company to be like, we're hacking it and we're doing metronome. But obviously it was very yeah. easy to get six of those Pokemon with just metronome within probably like 20 minutes. I've never hacked any of my Pokemon I've I mean, I know I've received them from Wonder Trade, but yeah, mm-hmm. I, I heard that some people were saying that the the box was checking all of their boxes and that's why they were banned. Like their team was legit, but they might have gotten a hacked Wonder Trade. That's not from my understanding how the black box works. It specifically looks at your team because it has to look at your team in the battle box. So once it's locked into the battle box, it reads that specifically. It doesn't read your entire PC but at the end of the day, it's up to the judge. And so if the judge decided to enforce that check more, that's their right as the head judge. Back when Black and White came out, there was kind of the same thing that you brought up, Hannah. People were complaining that a lot of people were getting disqualified for hacked Pokemon. The head judge at the time was Maryland. And Maryland, that was what he he wanted to check more cartridges than normal. Like he wanted to check, do more random checks than past head judges. And it upset people because they couldn't squeeze through. This is like, there's going to be like the conversation of like, well, your Pokemon doesn't matter. It's the skill. Yeah, your your skill does matter. But also what Greg said, if you want this to be a legitimate sport and they create rules, whether you like them or not. But the, the important thing here is if they're creating rules and they're not enforcing the rules, what's the point of the rules? If this yeah. rule doesn't matter, what about this rule? Yeah. You didn't enforce this rule. What about this rule? Yeah. And I to think be fair, like, they I've should seen... be enforcing the plush rule per the document. You're only allowed to have two plushes on stage. And there were people up yeah. there with three or four plushes. They're breaking the rules. <laughs> Banned. Uh, I mean, it's like I've seen the arguments like it should be, you know, that it's not feasible to spend hundreds of hours on team composition and that it should be the best strategist. And like, 
we can get into the topic of grinding and how grindy the game is, blah, 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 blah. And like the answer to that is, would it be better for you to submit the team that you want and have Pokemon create it and give it to you at the competition and be like, okay, here's what you have. Like, here's your rental team based off of what you've submitted because we've seen this as possible. There is no competition that exists that doesn't involve hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of prep. That isn't a thing. You can go get a chess board and they're going to bring out a pristine chess board and they're going to bring out a clean deck of cards and crack it the first time. Like, if this is what you want, then they can certainly do that. But you have to decide what side you're falling on. If you want it to just be about strategist and not about team building, then you're going to require that company to take that part away from you and just give you stuff to walk up on stage with. Grinding isn't fun. Correct. But also, nobody can be certain if you have things that are hacked that you're that good person that only went so far and you didn't cross the line. And the unfortunate thing is whenever there's a line to cross, where that line is is different for everybody. And it is up to the Pokemon company to actually draw it hardcore and enforce it. And they are bad at enforcing this sometimes. And I do think that is something to be said about the Pokemon company is like, you aren't great at enforcing all of your rules and need to get better at it. Um, but you also, if you want a fair competition, can't be outrageously upset that you got caught this time. Well, I, I think there's like this like ironic, ironic thing of like when you see somebody win. I will use Wolf Glick as an example because like I think Wolf Glick is one of the more famous players. But when he's won matches, he goes up there and he's like, here's the 18 people I want to thank. This is the person I play tested with. This is the person who gave me the idea for the team. Like, like this is a common thing for consistently good VGC players where they work with multiple people. So I, I don't really buy the like, this is really grindy. How am I going to get Urshifu? Because you work or you play test with people. Um, not everyone, but I'm saying like these the, the 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 people that you see consistently winning. Go back and watch a, 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 a EUIC or a NAIC. I guarantee you, the person that stands up there and wins names off a bunch of people they played with. So mm -hmm. one of the the best player in the world, which was Joe UX Nine, he had the most points out of anyone in the entire world this season. He messaged a discord group that I was in and said, Hey, does anyone have a thunderous? I need a shiny thunderous this weekend. And I said, Joe, I got a shiny thunderous with five ribbons on it. The prankster ability. You let me know if you need me to change it. And I will, I will, I will change it. And he was so excited. That's all it took was like Joe pinging a discord and being like, does anyone have this Pokemon? And I thought to myself, Holy cow, Joe's going to win this tournament. And he's going to win it with my Thunderous. That's going to be awesome. I'll never win a tournament, but my, one of my Pokemon <laughs> can win a tournament. And I sent him the Thunderous. And, you know, he ended up not using it because um, he needed a little bit lower of a, like an attack set. My Thunderous had like a perfect attack. Um, so he ended up not using it. But he just asked somebody else for another Thunderous. And he got it. Like, 
it, it, it's doable. I'm not saying it's like the best. Like there's more than one avenue to get a Pokemon. You do have to trust those people, though. You do have to trust. And I mean, that is sometimes the... it has to be last minute, and that's yeah. a hard thing to have work. Like looking at this Game Rant article, uh, Brady Smith says, "I tried. I tried trading the Mons with a reputable trader, but they didn't pass." So, you know, when you're getting trades, you have to rely that this person is telling you the truth. And again, that is a <laughs> Again, everybody's line is different. Everybody's going to take the is this modified gen thing in a like by a different definition. So you know, his thing is like I I wish they didn't wait until world worlds to up their game and it's like well if they were ever going to up their game it was definitely going to be a world. They banned a bunch of Korean people. <laughs> right. They, I mean, they, they had established that they were doing this. Um, they banned and the I top feel, four Korean people. Yeah. I feel bad for them but also like you know I don't know what your great solution is to, to fix it other than turning it all over to the Pokemon company submitting your team ahead of time and letting them make it approve it and give it to you when you walk into the door right like which is a near impossible thing for a company to do depending on how many people are showing up for competition um the mere fact is everybody's going to take that line in a different spot and they have to make a decision and it is going to affect people Maybe the only thing I would I would well not the only thing there's a lot of things I I mean I see the, I see both sides <laughs> of the argument but like the one thing is probably like the rusted bottle cap or a bottle cap that would zero IV a Pokemon and the the reason mm -hmm. you would only do that is specifically for Trick Room or specifically for your attack stat this was the thunderous problem with Joe is you know he was running a support thunderous so attack was not needed and if he was hit with Confuse Ray. Um, which would probably come from a hurricane, not a confused ray. With hurricane, a pretty common move in VGC. Or if he was hit with foul play, it would do more damage because his attack stat was just higher. So that's why you would want to mm -hmm. lower it. But since my Thunderous is a perfect attack, I caught it with perfect attack because it was guaranteed three perfect stats. One of them happened to be attack. I have no way of lowering that. <sighs> I don't think there was a lot of enamorouses. So enamorous is the hardest competitive Pokemon to get. It's only in one game and it's at the end of that game and you can only catch it once. And when you move it over, that's it. If it's not the one you want, you have to redo the whole thing. Now with like something like Glastrier, technically it's at the end of the DLC, um, but you can check it in that moment, right? Like as soon as you check it, catch it, you can check it and then reset. Mm -hmm. Namorous, you can't do that. And enamorous, you want as low as speed as possible because it's a trick room person. So that that does give you an advantage. Um, now, a, a really popular Pokemon like Urshifu is pretty easy to get. Honestly, like you can get it within two hours of playing the DLC. Like it's probably one of the easiest legends to get. Also, if you were wanting to use Urshifu. I'm assuming you were maybe playing Sword and Shield, so you probably have an Urshifu and you can use your old Urshifu, but maybe you just started with Scarlet and Violet and you didn't have an Urshifu. Um, 
so yeah, it's it's a complicated thing, but like that's why I was so excited about the Moshi thing. Um, because they have made it easier. Got bottle caps, mints, um, the Moshi stuff, like berries, vitamins. They they have definitely made it easier and it doesn't seem like that mattered. It seemed like the people who are genning are still genning. Like even though the, it, it is it is night and day different from black and white, X and Y, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, like Sword and Shield and beyond. It's just so much easier to build a team. Um, but there are there are a lot of players that they don't care about the game part of the like they they don't care about the story they don't care about seeing mm-hmm. the elite four they they don't care about customizing their trainer i get that there's like if vgc is their thing vgc is their thing it is easier to build pokemon but it's still not as easy as yeah it could be i guess i don't know if there is genning is easier yeah yeah you and can as get long pokemon as there's literally 90 seconds probably less yeah you know Especially People with are, Terra types, they still haven't announced a way to do that faster yet. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like, I don't know. It would be nice if they had at a, a, a way to do that customization in-game. Like, you catch it in-game, and then there's a way, like, through the bottle cap system, but, like into like an additional thing where you would spend like a platinum bottle cap and you could set where you wanted the IVs or whatever, like to help eliminate it. But again, there's, there's not, there's never going to be a great answer, right? Like it's just, it is just doing what you can. Yep. And there's the, the, the other side of like, if these people aren't banned or if the rules aren't enforced, it's like, well, why would I bother even doing it? They're not enforcing mm-hmm. it. I'll just continue genning. So it's like... Which has happened. And they, that's why, that's why this happened their, so much this year. They have to put their foot down at some point, right? It's like peeling off a Band-Aid. There's not a good way to... It's not never going to be a perfect time to do it. Again, I don't know the head judge situation. A lot I, of Pokemon peeling off Band-Aids this year. I, <laughs> sure is. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I don't know the black box situation. Like, don't know if the box is better... Don't know if the hack checks are better. Don't know if that is something they're working on or they have been working on. If you go into Pokemon Home, there's like a notice of like, we'll remove Pokemon. I know people are annoyed that they're getting Zashian.net traded. Po- I don't even know what the website is anymore. They keep changing it. <laughs> it used to oh, be it Zashian. changes all the time. <laughs> like if you get a Wonder Traded Pokemon as a website, I guarantee you they're just they just want to sell you more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. Um hey, there was a fist fight that happened over a skateboard. <laughs> that was that was something. That was wild. <laughs> uh, but it sounds yeah, what like in guys... general. Uh just the other thing I was wondering is that in general it did seem like everything was kind of more put together than you expected it to be. Or no? Um just the non-competitive aspects. I think the Excel Center for London was a better venue. Um, there is something about walking into that venue and having like stadium seating to watch on this huge stage, like the battles. Like you were in like actual cloth stadium, like almost movie theater like seats. 
and it held a lot of people. There was none of that here. It was just chairs on the ground because it was a flat convention center. I mean, they opened up with a drum, Japanese drum thing, performance. <laughs> That's probably the word, which was really cool. The production was really good, minus um, some of the technical stuff. But the it 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 felt slightly off, but other things made up for it. Like the Pokemon Center was much better laid out. It was a lot wider. Um, it was like kind of like an IKEA hallway where you kind of had to go through everything to get to the end, versus like this weird maze that was London's, and London's was kind of tighter. They did have limits right off the bat of like this plush is two. Um, the the deck boxes and the dice, they were behind the counter and you had to pick up a card and they were only giving out so many cards in the morning. So that wasn't like this. People were not running for these items because they were very sought after you. They went through the line and asked if people wanted them in the line and gave out cards. So like Pokemon Center wise, like top tier. I mean, the nightmare of the situation was just so many people wanted to get in, but like the actual organization of it. And from what I was told, they had triple the amount of product that they had for London. Um, An interesting thing about the Pokemon Center is they had all English cards. And... Mm. Huh. There was not a single. Oh, my light died. We we're talking too long. There's not a. There was not a single. <laughs> for the, for the, for the audio listeners, I had this light, so it wasn't so dark in my room. But it just, it just, it said two hours. We've only, well, maybe it has been two hours. Um, they only had English cards, and so I asked the the, the Pokemon guy who. His name is Stefan, who got me out here and gave me the hotel and everything. I was like, why is there only English cards? We're in Japan. And he said, there's a card drought in Japan right now. And they only had English cards. They don't have Japanese cards. And so if you go to a Pokemon Center in Japan, there's no cards on the shelves either. You can go up to the counter and they will let you buy five booster packs, not a box, just five individual individual packs. But you have to go to the counter and ask and they will only sell you five a day. Um, And then I was also told by people who were very into TCG collection that if you went to Akihabara, you could get booster boxes and more packs, but they like haggle you. Because the Pokemon company told them they're not allowed to sell more than one box a person. But if you have enough money, they will sell you as many boxes as you want. Alrighty then. And that was a real... I talked to many people that were like, I went in to buy a box and they offered me a second box because I was willing to pay the up cost of the first box so here for an example let's say a box Mm. is like 60 bucks because they're smaller boxes in the u.s they're charging 100 so if you're willing to buy the boxes 100 then they know you're serious and they'll put a second box on top and they'll be like well we'll sell you both boxes for 200 and then they'll like maybe lower then if you're willing to buy both boxes they'll put a third box on top and they're like what about like 290 for all three because they want the most profit as possible, but they don't want 
you to know they have multiple boxes without knowing you have the money. It's crazy. It's like the Pokemon drought here is crazy. Pokemon so that's a thing that's happening here. Yep. Mm-hmm. So only English cards. I think they sold out for the record. I think the English cards did sell out. <laughs> Although I don't know how into English cards Japanese people are. Obviously, there's a lot of people from Germany and the United States and Canada here. So I, I, I don't know what the... I just know they sold out. Everything sold out. That's not too surprising. No. I will say that the finals, even though I thought the like Masters final was kind of lackluster, not the both incredible players. It just wasn't as exciting as the the juniors or the seniors. Like those are maybe because they they think both went to game three or something. Um, the crowd was out of control. They were so hyped. They were so excited. They were so loud. I've never seen a crowd cheer that a gastrodon used protect before. It was. It was it was amazing. Gastrodon was <laughs> the star of the show. Yeah, as per usual, Gastrodon all the time. Um, Pokemon gave me access to Masuda and Ishihara signings. Um, I felt gross because, well, I shouldn't say. I, I felt like they let me cut the line, and I was like, ah, this kind of sucks because these people are waiting, and I'm cutting the line. But at the same time. I was like, I don't want to wait in this line, so I guess I'll take it. At the same time, you give them a ton of free advertising for no pay, so... Yeah, yeah. at the same time, I, immediately after I was done with the line, I was like, all right, we're going to bust out a YouTube video real quick. <laughs> so... Um, so, it was absolutely no phones. There was no staged pictures. So, you couldn't be like, Masuda, picture. You could not bring your backpack up. It had to like stay off the stage. They were like, your phone cannot come out of your pocket. If it does, we're exiting you off immediately. Um, you couldn't wear a hat. No hats. That was a rule. Uh, they enforced that rule. You, th- you talking about people getting banned for hat Pokemon? You're getting thrown off the stage if you're wearing a hat. No hats for Masuda or Ishihara. Don't know why. Huh. That was that was a rule. Um, Masuda, they both had a translator. Masuda was like, the translator was like, where are you from? Is this your first time in Japan? How are you enjoying it? That was kind of like the gist that they were kind of asking everyone. I was like, hey, man. Like, I didn't say, hey, man. I was like, hey, we met in London. We talked about Cramorant. And then he was like, ooh, ooh, because that's Cramorant's Japanese name. And then we all like laughed because it's a dumb name for a Pokemon in Japanese. But like, it makes sense because it's supposed to be like the sound of choking. Uh, and that was like kind of our moment is like we just laughed about Cramorant and then he signed. So you couldn't bring them anything to sign. They were just signing some postcard. Which like so many people in line were like talking about like the items they had that they brought. And then like as they got closer, they sl- slowly realized that he wasn't mm. signing those items. Um, mm. And then Ishihara was like no talking. The translator was like, hey, how's it going? Okay goodbye like (laughs) masuda did shake your hand though which was very american um it felt very weird to like shake a japanese person because they don't normally do that they're normally like bow but he was very different than last year 
Last year when I met Masuda, it was you had to have a mask. Absolutely no touching him. Keep it very short. You did get a picture and video picture was okay to post. No posting of your video. Your video was for personal use. So no Instagram, no YouTube. Do not post this video. Um, It was like a very sterile meeting with him. But it was like nice. Um, But this he, he felt very like, yeah, I'm shaking hands and I'm signing things. And if you had somebody holding your phone like 30 feet away, they could take a picture of you and hope it's good. Because I don't know how you do that better. Like Pokemon's so weird when it comes to their executives and meeting mm-hmm. people. And neither of these people speak good English, which is fine. Like that's <laughs> like their English is not great. So I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it was an OK experience. I'm not a big autograph person, so it's like. Yeah. I think meeting them is cool, but I didn't like. I don't know. I've never been an autograph person. I know some people are very into that and that's cool for them, but it's it's never done anything for me. Like, it's just never been like, oh, man, cool. I got. Michael Jordan's autograph. <laughs> like, I <laughs> yeah, I get why they were only signing postcards and not like, oh, can you please sign my TCG card? I know there's a yeah, bunch of vendors gets... out there that I can flip this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it gets yeah. out of hand real quick. So I, I understand. Um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a complete disaster uh, at all. Uh, for some reason, oh, actually, the venue was laid out very poorly. They they put the escalators in certain positions, so like you would get to the end of a hallway on the second floor and then realize you couldn't go down because the escalators were only oh. set to up. And then they put these like Ugh, I hate that plastic chains to like direct. Like the flow of like you can only go like south and you can only go north because the chains are going. But like it didn't make sense because if you were going north, you'd get to the end of the hallway and be like, I can't go down. So now I have to go back around. So and, and I was like, maybe they're going to change this the second or third day because this is the this sucks. Like it's so confusing <laughs> to be like I'm walking to a dead end and I don't know it till I get there. Nope. Yeah. They kept it all weekend. So like I, I, I guess people learned of like. Yeah, learner, (laughs) learner, get stuck. Was there a map? Were were there good maps? No, no. I also (laughs) don't know how you would know what was happening. So there was one building that was the Pokemon Center, and then above that was like the media room, and also the line that they were filtering in the Pokemon Center because the Pokemon Center was on the first floor, but the line was like technically on the second floor and they would filter you down into it, which I guess makes sense. It was it was nice in the instant. It was nice because those people were in air conditioning. So you had to suffer Mm -hmm. like two hours in the heat and then you had then you had like an hour of air conditioning (laughs) that you waited in and then you got inside. (laughs) So that was like, okay. And then the second building was the the hall where the competition was. The seating was um, they had like a they had a lot of props. They had a lot of photo areas. They though they had plenty of huge, huge monitors, projectors. They were really high quality projectors and stuff. So like crystal clear if you weren't sitting close to the stage. So that was all beautiful and great. Um, and then they had another building, which they didn't really talk about. But that building was attached to a hotel it was attached to the Intercontinental and it was called the it was the conference hall and in there was 
um, TCG Classic. So they showed you the board and the deck boxes and then like the plastic magnetic things that were the markers. That was really cool. And they showed all that, but there was no cards. They had cards on the wall that you could like take pictures of, but they explained the product to you. This is going to be like a $250 product. Like it's, yeah, it's this is the big fancy one. Super yeah, yeah. nice. And then they did have people playing the card game like every 30 minutes. It was like two Japanese people that would like play through because it comes with three pre-made decks. But you weren't allowed to take pictures of those cards. So it was like no photos here, which I'm assuming maybe they were like they don't want people to take pictures to try to like fake that stuff. Then there was like a master's booth, but it was like a f- AR photo thing. So you would get like a picture of you and it would like put you in the game as like a character. It was kind of cool. Uh, I didn't do that, though. And then there was like a terror raid area for people. Um, and then there was like a you un- learn how to play unite. And that was in this booth. And then behind it was they had the mascots for the manhole covers. So they had like Chansey and Geodude and, and Psyduck and stuff. And then nice. sometimes those mascots would show up like Chansey. Like you could get a picture with Chansey and it was like wobbling through the hallway to like. But they also were selling items that were per the region. So like Alolan Ninetales and Ninetales are in like Sapporo. They're in the snowy part of Japan. I don't remember that, but that's where their manhole cover is too. Mm-hmm. So they were like selling rice that was exclusive from that region of Japan. Mm-hmm. So each manhole is mm-hmm. representing a different region. They had a store. That store like sold out very quickly. That sounds very Japanese and kind of lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you would never know that place existed because there was no map. And I just <laughs> randomly stumbled upon it. And then they had the whole park in the back, the the Mitsuzuri Park or whatever, the Japanese festival, which was ticketed. And then they had the giant boat SSN that you can go on that was ticketed. And then they had Matsuri. The, Sorry, I couldn't tell what word you were trying to say. Oh, Matsuri, yeah, 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 yeah. it means festival. Yes. And <laughs> then they had the mall next to the convention hall, and that had the card walk, which had every single Pokemon in card form on like all eight floors. And they had bigger cards, and they had the giant Pikachu that was taking it up. And then they had a pop up Pokemon Center in there. And then on the top floor, again, they didn't tell us this. I didn't discover this until the end of the second day. On the very top floor, they had a Pokemon cafe that they opened. And they were doing Ooh. ice cube pops where it was like ice cube and you would lick it. And then it would have like the the, the, oh, the no tiny ice. head. And <laughs> they closed early today on Sunday because they ran out of stuff. Nowhere is it like, hey, the cafe is on the eighth floor of this giant mall. Just keep going up, up, up. They had a pop-up Pokemon Center in the mall, which also sold out and closed every day at six because it was so busy. They had photo ops in the mall. They had all the artwork, like the the Onyx and the Eevee umbrella and the Psyduck umbrella and the Tandem Mouse and a bunch of stuff like the Butterfree Wings. That's all over that mall. They had a drone show every night that was free. I, I could keep going. They just had so much stuff. Like when I walked over to the boat today, they had wooden Trevident and like hiding in the bushes and they had all these Pokemon around the SSN. And I was like, it was a 20 minute walk to get here and you have more Pokemon stuff over. Like no one would know this because if you didn't have a ticket mm-hmm. to the boat, you wouldn't come over here and see all these restaurants and everything that was like decked out. 
it's like both a good like the like the bad thing is they poorly communicated it but the good thing was like if you didn't know what to do and you just walked in a general direction you would find more things to do (laughs) so (laughs) it was cool like when you scanned your little like ticket to get on a train it said pika that was cool they changed the train tickets um the train stations also had pop-up pokemon centers and other things to do but i didn't go to the train station because i was like Stuck in Yokohama. I got. Like, I didn't have to leave Yokohama, so I didn't have to go to the train station. Um, but Japanese people, like, no surprise. I guess it's maybe a surprise if you've never been to Japan. They love lines. They're really good at forming lines. Um, so even like the manhole covers had a line. People just got in line to be like, okay, we're all going to take pictures of the manhole cover one by one. They're very. This country is very good at forming lines. They're very good at standing in lines. America not. America does not know what single file is. <laughs> As somebody who needed to get in multiple lines when the Pokemon company was busting us around this country. Americans do not know what single file is. It sounds really incredible to just have Pokemon all over like that, even yeah. if it was a little bit uh, not well communicated. A good map. A good map would have helped. Maybe they ran out. I don't know. Like, I didn't even know where to get maps. There were some lines. I didn't know what the line was for. I had no clue. Like, outside the convention center, there was a tent where people were lining up. I have no clue where they were going. I don't know where they were going. I don't know what they were doing. There was nothing to signify what they were waiting in line for. The line just came and went. They disappeared into the the ether. I don't know. (laughs) They were just gone. (laughs) I have no clue. (laughs) Um, Oh, they did a go thing as well different this year so when you Mm -hmm. bought your spectator pass or you picked up your competitor pass you got a you got a code that you would have to redeem and redeeming the code would make the spawns happen um and they were geofenced as well so not only did you need a code you had to be within the fence so my hotel for the record i did not pay for was connected to the building of the pokemon center which was then one building away from the expo hall, which was then one building away from the convention hall. In my hotel, I could not see any of the stops, any of the gyms, any of the Pokemon. And I would literally walk out of my hotel and walk four feet, and then they would all spawn in. Hmm. So, huh. like, I couldn't invite people to Pikachu raids because those raids didn't exist on the map for them. So it would just mm-hmm. error out. So Niantic ticketed it well it was free you just had to have a spectator pass and enter a code and then on top of that they geofenced it so you couldn't like i couldn't just like give you the code hand and be like all right like yeah i mean it sounds like that's kind of what they do for go fests too you don't always have a code but you need to have bought the thing or seattle go fest you could be pretty far away and still see all the spawns in the park but I guess okay. they would turn off. I've definitely seen some GoFests or at least some YouTubers who have walked outside of a geofence and had everything disappear. Yeah. Well, I guess GoFests now are like four geofenced areas. So things get weird when you're like crossing that line from like volcanic sulfur uh, to yeah, electric sheep or whatever <laughs> weird names they decide to pick. Mari. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, the go, the, the GoFest thing was or the. The Go event was cool. 
they had a lot of like giveaways and distributions. Um, yeah, it, it's like weird to have such a big Pokemon event and then just be like, I'm never in the convention hall to watch any of these matches because like mm-hmm. I'm doing so. And also, the community day was like during finals. And did you guys get like a quest line that was like catch? It hasn't three- happened here yet. Oh yeah. So we got a quest line that was, you know how it's under like the limited one that's like timed. And if you don't do it, it's gone forever. And then there's like the special, like when you pay the dollar, you get it forever, right? Like catch mm-hmm. five Froki, then catch 10 more Froki. We got one that was like six steps and every step just gave you, it was like catch three Pokemon, catch three Pokemon with berries, um, to spend three Pokestops. And it was like six steps of all those. And it just gave you Froki's. So I don't know if they yep. gave that to us because they knew we weren't going to like leave the hall or if that was always planned. But no other community day has had this. Hmm. But they were all just froaky. I didn't finish it because I was like, I don't need any froaky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the $1 pass is often a lot like that, but that sounds like something specifically yeah, this is for worlds. Free maybe. and gave you way better rewards than the $1 pass. Like it gave you a thousand stardust and a bunch of other stuff. Every like set you completed and there were six sets. Nice. Community day during finals was, it was bad. It was a bad decision. Yep. Especially with such a popular mm -hmm. Pokemon. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It was also, they were giving out, I don't have it. I wish I had it. They were giving out wristbands that had lights on them. And they ran out and then randomly they got more and they gave me one. And from my understanding, they lit up depending on what match was happening. So if like, oh, if if TCG's matches were on the screen, it would like light up blue. And then if it was VGC, it would light up red. And then if it was go, it would light up green. And I when I walked out of the convention, it stopped working and then it never worked again. But then I was at a restaurant after everything was over and like other people's were still lit up and i was like i, I don't know what i did wrong <laughs> mine's not <laughs> lighting up it. anymore also somebody handed this to me and never explained what it did or why i should wear it that's the theme of the whole convention like that's the theme of everything it's like no one knows what's happening and it's not because of a language barrier it's just legitimately no one knows what's happening there's pokemon everywhere you're just going to have to figure out why. Yeah. I traded with some old ladies. They were very happy to get Bouffalant. <laughs> that was cool. You got to finish the clone Pokemon. I'm envious of that. Yeah. I also learned uh, this weekend uh, because I posted that on Instagram that people didn't know clone Pokemon were in the game. That was like it was a busy five years time. ago. No, it was at the very beginning of the pandemic. It was March 2020. Yeah. 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 I, I am missing the Charizard. Happening. Yeah. Yeah, it was Charizard, Venusaur, Blastoise, and Pikachu. Did they have the clone Pikachu? Yeah, because you could get clone Pikachu out of research. There are too many costume Pikachu. Did it have a hat? No. Clone Pikachu mm-hmm. couldn't be shiny, from my understanding. I think they were. Got I think it. all these were shiny locked. But maybe I'm, I could be wrong. Somebody could correct me. But I guess I would need a shiny clone Pikachu if that was a real thing. I'm unsure on that. It could be. Yeah, this was 
There are too many, too many costume Pikachu. Oh, there are. Yep. Uh, I don't know about the shiny, but it's in there. Afterworlds, they announced that uh, Miascarada, Mimikyu, and Blaziken are coming to Pokemon Unite. So, Greg, yep, give me your thoughts. I, I called Miascarada just for the record. That's true. <laughs> uh. They're interesting, according to the backgrounds that they showed in the preview, because all the backgrounds mean the role. Both Blaziken and Mimikyu are all rounders, and Muscarata is a speedster. We have a lot of all rounders, <laughs> like Mewtwo is an all rounder. So I'm not really sure what's going to set these apart um, because they didn't give a whole lot of information. They kind of showed the cool things that they do. They, they're just um, three popular Pokemon. That's it. <laughs> but, but yeah, they're just three popular Pokemon. And I'm sure I'm sure they'll be fine. Like, it's exciting to see them in. It's always fun when you get new ones. Hopefully they won't be broken like Mewtwo still is. No new map. Not announced yet. Everybody's expecting it to come, but they haven't announced a new map. So maybe not this year. Um, they didn't announce it that I've seen. Normally what they announce at Worlds is a bit competitive focus. So announcing three Pokemon for Unite makes sense. Yeah. For TCG, they showed off uh, ancient and future Pokemon uh, around the Paradox Pokemon. This, to me, seemed very similar to when they introduced Rapid Strike and was the other one like Single Strike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, which certain cards benefited rapid, certain abilities benefited single. Uh, so there's not a lot of paradox Pokemon. So <laughs> it's whatever. Uh, it's yeah. like the next gimmick. It's fine. And then they announced and they made a big deal about this that they're bringing about Ace spec cards. And uh, you very quickly, when that those those words are said, figure out who has or has not played the TCG. Because if you have played the TCG for a while, you know exactly what those are. And if you haven't, you're like, why is this a big deal? Because they made it a big deal. Um, and so A-spec cards are very powerful cards that you're only allowed one in your deck. And they are, tr- they are item-based. So there are, r- there are like radiant cards so like Radiant Greninja, you can only play one of those because it's a Radiant card. But that's a Pokemon. So these are items. So a good a, a good um, old A-spec card would be Master Ball. You can only have one Master Ball in your deck. And obviously, it got you any Pokemon you wanted. Like, it's very powerful. Or um, there was like Computer Search, which was very popular in black and white. Most A-specs were around like the black and white time which was like discard two cards and get any card in your deck you want, which was, you know, an equivalent to that would be like Ultra Ball. Ultra Ball was like discard two cards, but get any Pokemon you want. This is discard two cards and get any any card you want. Um, Dowsing Machine was like another one. So again, it's you can have one A-spec, not one of each A-spec, just one A-spec in your deck, period. And so you have to pick between... I think there was like eight or nine A-spec back in black and white. So you pick which of the nine. There's no reason not to have one because they're so good. So like every deck has one A-spec. Um, obviously, you probably wouldn't have like a Radiant Greninja if 
you were playing like a fire deck, there would be like no benefit to, to that. <laughs> um, so TCG, that was like pretty exciting and really good. Um, and I have more TCG stuff because I met with creatures, but we'll do that in a future episode. And then for the video game, they showed a lot of priority moves. They were like, everything's just going first. <laughs> yep. They showed a couple. But they also I can't showed- remember what the electric one was called. Oh. But um, it one shot a Deli Bird or the Iron Bundle, which is like kind of big because the Iron Bundle right now is the fastest Pokemon in the meta. Although I don't know how many we saw this past weekend, but like it's faster than Reggie Um, So having a they purposely showed off. Hey, look at this Pokemon one shot a Deli Bird or Iron Bundle, and it was faster because it was priority like that was very purposeful. Um, and they gave the weird Cobal- King Cobalion the, the double kick steel move, which obviously gets through Mimikyu's disguise, which, again, another intentional kind of thing. Um, and then they showed all the starter Pokemon. Yes. Yep. If you have a favorite starter that's not in the game yet, it's going to be in there with the DLC. I'm finally going to get to bring my Blaziken back in. I'm happy. I get to catch everything in a luxury ball. <laughs> I saw people saying like this is the first time you can catch wild starters that they not play Let's Go or Legends or BDSP. Like I just named three games. <laughs> yeah, where you yeah can they're catch all wild over starters. BDSP. Or like Sun and Moon, all where they were in that QR code thing. I guess those were not in the wild, but they appeared. <laughs> Hey, starters! Starters sell sell copies. That was. Mm-hmm. I've been working on getting all the ribbons on my Blaziken. My Blaziken is my oldest Pokemon. I have had her since Ruby, and I'm like excited to bring her back up to the newest awesome. games. Uh what else did they show in that trailer? Starters was the big thing, and then the the new Terra thing. The Terra, Rainbow Terra. We don't know what it is yet. Yeah, the ninth, the nineteenth Terra. Um, I guess if I'm going to speculate, I, 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 I think it could be like two things, but I think, I think the second one is more likely. I could be completely wrong, which is totally cool too. I don't, whatever. I'm okay with being wrong. The first is I think it could work like Protean, which is Greninja's ability, mm. well, Cinderace's ability where you hit it and then it will lock into like one of your moves. So for example, if you like throat chop, uh, quick attack and flare blitz, if you hit flare blitz first, you're looking to lock into fire. That doesn't make like a lot of sense because you would still have to hit the trash button. It would make sense the turn afterwards. I think the thing that might be more likely, but again, I'm probably wrong, is that this Terra is only super effective against that same Terra. So you lose all of your weaknesses altogether, and you're only mm. weak to the Rainbow Terra. So if I'm like Gastrodon yeah. and I'm weak to grass, and if I go water, I'm still weak to grass. 
And if I go fire, well, I'm not weak to fire is a bad example because now they would use a water type move, but I would water observe it. But if, <laughs> if I went electric, I'm not weak to ground. But if I go rainbow Terra, I'm not weak to anything except other people going rainbow Terra. Yeah, okay. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know we how. I just don't know uh, yet. There yeah. was one screenshot that they showed of it that was a Baxcalibur. Yes. But that didn't give too but much it, of a clue. It, that did give, I think, information because yeah, the Baxcalibur a had a dragon type move. So, dragon mm -hmm. is super mm -hmm. effective against. It was Baxcalibur versus Dragon Knight. So, Baxcalibur had like Dragon Rush. That would be super effective. And it shows that it's super effective. And then it has Icicle Crash, which is also super effective. But when the the Rainbow Terra was not super effective, it was just normal. So if it was if it was Dragon, it would have been super effective. If it was Ice, it would have been super effective. If it was Fairy, it would have been super effective. So if it's supposed to be every type, why is it not super effective? So is it only super effective against its own type? Okay. Like, so I, th I think that does, I don't know. But also, he didn't hit the button yet. Yeah. So like... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is, is that terror also supposed to be with the masks like do you have to have like holding a mask item in order to hit yeah. that button but then it's like you also have to have the terror and then the held item which doesn't make a lot of sense because they wanted to get away with that with like z moves uh i don't know Terra is a little bit more involved than I expected it to be. I don't. I yeah. I didn't expect it to go much beyond the Terra forms that we had kind of been speculating about. With the this, masks. this is new. Yeah. Uh the Terrapagos and Ogrepon have different forms when they trust. Oh yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, it was a pretty short trailer, but like the the starter Pokemon and the second or the Rainbow Terra isn't coming until the second DLC. Right. So. We have time to speculate. Get your answers in now. None of the fun stuff is coming till the second DLC. Yeah. <laughs> Get wrecked first DLC. Sorry, new Pokemon. I. Hey, Diplin, you're garbage. Hey, <laughs> Sable Remover, you're also garbage. <laughs> um, we didn't say this but I think uh, you know this is the first tournament where there was no practicing there was no tournaments before that it was like a brand new format I think it went actually better than I would have ever imagined there were so many unique teams um, and there was so much variety and at least being there and hearing the crowd it was probably the most it could have just been Japan who knows it just seemed like people were very into um, like there was a Sneasler team that did really well. There was the Articuno team and Obama Snow that did really well. There was a Breloom that people were like overly excited for. Usually, like I feel like at past tournaments, there's only like one of those teams that stand out. Um, but it felt like there was a Bramble Gas that was like killing it for a while that people were like very excited for the Bramble Gas. It just felt like, like even if you look at the finals, like the 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 guy who came in second, which, like. I don't know. I kind of wish there was a game three to that. But the guy who came in second had a Dragapult and a Farigaraf. Like, it was like, mm -hmm. what? You made it to finals of the Farigaraf? Like, that's so cool. Uh, <laughs> like, 
And now we're going to get like an Amoongus distribution because the guy who won had an Amoongus and that was like the only Pokemon. Yep. <laughs> it's like our 14th Amoongus. Amoongus and Gastrodon just always winning. Um, it was, it, it was, it was good. I don't know. Worlds was good. It was not the disaster I thought it was, but there was a lot of like, I feel like the points that would have been super weak were just countered with like, here's more Pokemon things to distract you. And if this was like yeah. any other worlds, like if I applied all of these problems to like a DC or a Nashville, it would have been a disaster because they didn't have anything else to do. Um, yeah. But then when, when they drowned you with a million activities and a million events and everywhere you look is Pokemon, it's like, that's eh, not that big of a deal. Yeah. I don't know if I expect to see this many Pokemon events at future worlds, but they have been ramping it up each year. DC didn't have that much. They had some cardboard cutouts and stuff to pose with. Mm-hmm. They had a movie you could go see. And then London last <laughs> sure year, London last year had a whole bunch, had uh, some decorations around the city, had the lifts with the Pokemon on them. And then this year there's just Pokemon everywhere. Yeah. And so don't know how that's going to transition into Hawaii, which is their third time, fourth time going back. They like Hawaii. They like Hawaii for a a lot of reasons. It's in between Japan and America. They're two most popular countries. Um, if you watch my reaction, I said, I think it's going to be Hawaii, and I don't want it to be Hawaii. And then it was Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So, uh, not to anyone's fault, but there is a disaster happening in Hawaii right now. Well, maybe it is somebody's fault. I yeah. actually don't know that, yeah. but... <laughs> we don't like, know. You know, the Pokemon company didn't... No one planned for this to happen, right? The announcement of Hawaii during a disaster that's happening in Hawaii right now. Um, it sucks. Uh, yep, cool th- not great optics. <laughs> the yeah. cool thing is, and I don't know, you know, the Pokemon company has been pretty generous the last couple of years with like Black Lives Matters and a couple other um, organizations in between. Uh, they said they were donating $250,000 to... Or is it 200,000? 200,000. It's a lot of zeros. Um, To Hawaii for their causes. And then they announced it was Hawaii. They had Pikachu on a beach. And that was kind of it. I can tell you at least in the venue, uh, everyone was excited. And I don't know if that was the energy of just coming off a (laughs) world championship. And then you look at social media and everyone was, uh, you know, upset. There are a few different things to be upset about. I, yeah. I mean, that's like saying everybody's always excited for the new phone iPhone at the Apple yeah. event. And then social media comes in. <laughs> people who aren't huge fans of it are like, uh, yeah. <sighs> Hawaii is a choice. And uh, there are better choices maybe to have been made. Yeah, I the think fires, um, go ahead. The fires are a relatively uh no. It's the fires are a, one thing. The other thing is that native Hawaiians have been asking people for years to come to Hawaii less or stop the over tourism. Um next year 2024 was already 
expected to be the record-breaking year of tourism with the largest amount of tourism in that country yet. Um, and this, I don't think that when they say that, they were just talking to Americans. Um, I get that it's a very popular destination for Japanese tourists as well, but yeah, this does factor in. Yeah, I don't... There, there are some Hawaiians that don't mind the tourism, and then there are a lot of... Why it just depends on who you ask, right? Like it, it is a very complicated thing. Uh, I w- I will say this: there are more ethical ways to take in Hawaiian tourism. If you are interested in being a much better global citizen and understanding Hawaii is a very limited resource, uh, the volcanoes make new islands; they don't keep the old ones up. So if you want to do this, if you have any sense of wanting to do this ethically, please research how to ethically visit Hawaii if you are going to go to this world's. And um, yeah, yeah. Th- there's a lot to be said about going or not going. Again, if you are going to make the choice that feels right for you, please attempt to do it in the most ethical way possible and there are a lot of resources online that can help you with that yeah i think uh for me hawaii was not on my travel destination list at all um personally hawaii is a very outdoorsy place (laughs) there's a lot of things to do outside um also like i heard people comparing it to like japan it's it's not it's it's not like Japan. Mm-mm. Um, Mm-mm. Like, I know the U.S. dollar is really strong right now. So it's like I got a whole meal in Japan for 1,700 yen for two people. That's like $13 USD. That same meal to, I don't know, like a Panera would have been $35. Like food in Japan is really cheap. Transportation in Japan is really cheap. Getting around is very easy. There's also, it's a bigger country. Well, Hawaii is not a country. It's a bigger island. <laughs> There's it's like, yes. I want to go to a museum. It's a two hour train ride away. And that train ride is going to cost like $5 because trains are great. Uh, everything in Hawaii is expensive. You want a gallon of milk? It's yep. like $20. Yeah. Uh, it's because they have to ship literally everything to that island. And <sighs> tourism aside, which that's their own issues. I just don't know how the Pokemon company puts on Hawaii paid for this, right? Like these states, countries, they bid for things, right? That's why you saw so many things in Vegas. That's why you saw GoFest in Vegas. That's why you're seeing TwitchCon in Vegas. That's why you're seeing so many because Vegas needs tourists. That's how they make all their money. They bought, Mm -hmm. they paid a lot of money for a lot of events in 2023. It's very obvious. They're they want the tourism. Hawaii as a state wants the tourism. <laughs> Maybe the people don't. So who knows when that deal was made? It's not like they made it last week. Usually yep. deals for these huge conventions to bring tourism are made months in advance. Happens to be a fire happening on top of already the pre-established issues in Hawaii. I don't know how they do funds that exist to donate to the fire damage. This is the most 
damaging wildfire, the deadliest wildfire in the U.S. in modern history. More people have died in this wildfire than any other U.S. wildfire in modern history. So there are mutual aid funds, there are community funds that exist. Maybe do a little research into the funds first, but yep. wanted to mention that those exist. Yeah. I just don't know how they they like top London or Yokohama yeah. or anything. I mean, there's there there's a lot. There's a lot, right? Like it's not going to be a cold it's not cooling down anytime soon. There's a wildfire happening now. We hope that it is not a precedent. But if we look at California. Yeah, I mean, the wildfire right now is on a different island. Honolulu is on Oahu and the wildfires are on Maui. But right. uh, Yeah, when I was a kid, wildfires didn't happen in Oregon to the extent that they do these days. And these days you kind of expect the smoke every year. Yeah. So it's. uh, Again. I'm not going to judge your choice to go or not to go. I would just ask that if you are going to go, please research how to do it ethically. Please try to look at the options to better support Native Hawaiians than the very large collaborations that make a lot of money off of Native Hawaiians. So there are ways to do it more ethically. Just research them and proceed. Like we can't make the company undo the decision like we're not going to convince pokemon to not do hawaii the only thing you can do is cause the least amount of damage given the situation and you know decide if going to this is is fits within what you think is ethical and what you want to do i know there are a lot of people that were upset they couldn't go to london because it was expensive because, you know, travel, international travel kind of opened up around there. I know a lot of people were upset they couldn't go to Japan because Japan, just in general, expensive to travel to. Sometimes not. Recently it is. <laughs> Hawaii, the most expensive state to travel to in the United States. So mm-hmm. I'm coming on here and saying, I'm, maybe this is just the third year you skip. Like, you can travel to way cooler places. And probably have a better time and save a lot of money than Hawaii if you're competing. Obviously, that's what Greg said. I, I get it. You're competing. You want to win. I totally understand. I just don't think that this sounds like an amazing event compared to Yokohama or London. And it's also yeah. very expensive. And there's all the other issues around it. So, uh Maybe it sucks because people are like, will it come back to the United States? Uh, Technically it is. (laughs) Technically it did. Maybe skip this one. It's it's it sucks because I want to encourage people to come to Worlds. And that's what I said in D.C. And then the pandemic happened. And I'm like, they've done such a good job of making this a celebration of Pokemon. And they even if there wasn't fires, even if there wasn't the you know native hawaiians not loving what is happening to their state hawaii is just so expensive to to fly mm-hmm. to to travel to to get lo- a lodging 
to buy lunch, dinner, breakfast is just an incredibly expensive state. And if you thought Japan was expensive, <laughs> look into Hawaii prices. Oh boy. Yeah. It's it's a choice. Um I I as as much as I want to go to a world's, I do not think this is the one for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty uncomfortable with the decision for a number of reasons. On stage, they did say they're going to be looking into other ways to support the wildfire stuff, though. So they did at least acknowledge it during the announcement, as yeah. well as the $200,000 donation. Uh, well, this our podcast is going really well. Uh, the last thing I'll say <laughs> yeah. is I hope there's a silver uh-huh. lining here. I hope the silver lining is um, when it comes to gaming, I felt like Pokemon was one of the first companies that made a huge donation to the Black Lives Matters movement. And then whether or not it was a coincidence, but you did see a lot of other companies match that follow Pokemon in that um, whether that was Bungie or um, Logitech or um, Epic Games, right? Like. I'm sure Pokemon wasn't the first big gaming company to do that, but it it sound, it seemed like it got a lot of traction when it did. And Pokemon has donated to a lot of other good causes. So I, I, I guess the silver lining is I hope we see other gaming industries and other industries in general donate to Hawaii to help out that cause. So the nice thing about Pokemon being one of the biggest brands in the world is companies like to follow what the biggest brands mm-hmm. in the world are doing. <laughs> so again, I hope that's like some silver lining from this poorly announced <laughs> announcement. The money, not the money, the, mo- the money was great. <laughs> Money's great. Any help they can provide is great. So, um, that's our episode. Uh, Hopefully it is up on time. It is 3 a.m. here. I have to move hotels today. That's okay. <laughs> I knew there was going to be a lot to talk about. I went to Creatures and I was there for six hours. And I have so much to tell you guys about the trading card game and their offices and everything. That's probably the most exciting thing I want to talk to everyone about was the Creatures visit. I have to reread what I... There's like one thing they didn't want. Like, don't talk about this. Um, but. We'll do that for like a bonus episode. And I might just wait till I get back because this time zone thing is a little messy. A lot. It's easy for you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Hannah. I got the sun in my eyes. (laughs) I got no light. My light died. (laughs) Your light died. We're we're on the opposite sides of the light. Wrap it up. We're super effective. Let's get out of here. Like, comment, subscribe on YouTube. (laughs) Thank you, Anna. Thank you, Greg. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. Super. These events sure are happening. (laughs) Things are happening, aren't they? Oh, boy.
This podcast is brought to you by Patreon. A huge shout out to our producers over on Patreon, starting with Kay, Catherine, Stuart, Tony, Matthew, Casey, Brady, Jessica, Spencer, Brian, Bovine, Stephen, Chris, Josh, Fumes, and Yarny. A huge shout out to all of them. If you too would like to support us on Patreon, you can head over to patreon.com slash PKMNCAST to support the show and we will see you next week.